0: Tried to tell me I was lost In the forest like a cub With no more than one I actually was where I wanted Bite off the
1: venomous hand Fogged the chemical sand Looked for the hole in the face, Take everything you
2: can make Fast as you can Then you'll be the mice Hello, welcome to the Corner to three movie podcast for Tomb Raider The uh 2018 one, don't confuse it with another one My name is Tom Chick, I'm here with Christian Merz- Merzinski
3: I'm sorry, I'm not I'm just not that kind of Merzinski.
2: And with a Tomb Raider tagline, Kelly Wand. It's like watching someone play
1: a platformer, but the baby <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now Kelly Wand will people who, who have haven't the heard Will people who haven't heard the uh, Light Between Oceans podcast understand that? No, they'll just think that
1: I think she says that in the movie. <laughs> That's fine. Also, I like the idea that when they listen to you, they'll think the name of the movie is Tomb Raider, colon, the 2018
2: one. Hold <laughs> <Go> on. <laughs> well, are there
1: more taglines for this 2018 oh, yeah. release? It's like Uncharted, but with knobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> that, was, that was definitely revised, too. So the <laughs> earlier drafts of that one that were lamer. Um She's like Jolie, but browner.
2: She's like from from Sweden. How is she browner than Angelina Jolie? She's just not her skin, but well, her skin
1: too. But like her eyes and her hair are all kind of brown, and right. Jolie's kind of pale.
2: Well, are you saving the best tagline for last? No, I'm saving it? the worst tagline for all three of them. <laughs> all right. Well, well that the tagline was tagline to that
1: big. Of- Deal, Tom. I think you put too much faith in the taglines. I look, I like that. I look forward to them. Exactly. There's a. I think it just goes in the opposite. So I don't go. Oh, this is so good. I better go in the tagline
2: section. Tom's taglines. Kelly one, You have to practice like paring down. It's like it's like Twitter. It's, it's like, like a slow build. Yeah, and you don't do Twitter either. Okay, do you have one more tagline for us? I should because Twitter's just taglines, isn't yeah.
1: it? Oh, uh, it's uh, it's a real romp.
0: The baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Well, Dingus, tell the listeners what this Tomb Raider movie is. Don't spoil any plot events yet. That's going to be Kelly Wan's job in just a moment. All right. But this, week, this week we saw Tomb
3: Raider. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with ones that were called Laura Croft Tomb Raider. This is just Tomb Raider.
2: Uh, is that how they it, Yeah. Yeah. Those were actually uh, branded Laura Croft colon Tomb Raider.
3: They were called Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, and the other one was called Lara Croft in the Cavern of the Crystal Skull or something.
2: Oh, but really? The word Tomb Raider wasn't even in the second one?
3: No, I think it was. I think it was like the World of No Tomorrow or something. I can't remember. Yeah, wait.
1: Right. What okay. was it called, Dingus? The World hmm? of what? Do you remember what it was called? The second one? Why would Do I, I know? I don't know, because you almost
3: know things. I almost know things. thats is, That That is my tagline. Dingus almost knows things. It's anyway, an this, this, this week we saw Tomb Raider, a 2018 action adventure sort of sequel reboot movie about looking off of cliffs and hanging off of ledges and things. It was directed by Roar Uthaug mm. and written by Geneva Robertson Dwart and Alistair Siddons. It
2: Joe stars, Carnahan didn't have anything to do with this one, is that, is that correct? Sadly, no. Okay. You can't do them all.
3: You can't do them all, Tom. What are you expecting of that guy? Uh, it stars Alicia Vikander, Dominic uh, West.
0: <laughs> what am I doing?
3: Walton Goggins.
1: Oh, wow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Wu. The Cradle of Life. Which, by the I way, don't...
1: is also my nickname for Daniel Wu. So
3: it's <laughs> Daniel... good I mentioned it at that point. Daniel that was Wu. A sexy movie. Kristen Scott
2: Thomas, Derek Jacobi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thing is, no, that can't be true. Really? Oh, yeah, and... Derek, <laughs> what a
3: weirdo. <laughs> and uh, and the Elizabeth Wood. Brrr.
1: Yeah, there is something about it. the two first names.
3: Huh, guys? Uh, yeah. Oh, guys, yeah, Kelly. Tomb Raider is rated PG-13 for sequences of violence and action, and for some language.
2: Uh, movie should have ratings. Well, Kelly, one does this one uh, have any other things it should be rated for? Some glamorized
1: grave robbing, <clears throat> improper use of paint.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> Were you decorating? Oh,
1: that's actually that makes it seem fun, um, and brief scenes of mild adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful when you bring a child.
3: Mild adventure—that's a great <laughs> one, and I—I I can totally imagine that being an actual rating, and it causing a shooting.
2: Oh. Uh, Tomb Raider is the number two movie in America. It uh, opened in second place behind. Uh, Black Panther is still going strong, but it came uh-huh. in at number two with $23 million. Cradle uh-huh. of Light. Kind of ironic. No, That's not it. Cradle of Light, though. And this is just straight up Tomb Raider. Right, I'm nope. saying if they'd set it in Wakanda. Uh, oh, right, right. I see what you're saying. Hmm. Right? If they'd sort of piggybacked well, the onto the. Tomb Raider. Right, sure, sure. And if they'd had uh, the sister, Shuri, or uh, uh, the girlfriend uh, as the Tomb Raider, yeah, it would have done way better. Or the girlfriend. The What's what's his uh his Katya? Is that her name? I'm trying to remember the names from Black Panther. It's not easy. Uh, Dakota Watisi. No, no. Uh, Ka- I think sure never mind. At any rate, Kellywan, you're right. Yeah, this should have been in Wakanda. Maybe we should have seen all Black Panther. That's all I wanted to hear. said I was right. Uh it uh, didn't do very well critically. On Rotten Tomatoes, forty nine percent of the reviews are positive. On Metacritic, <sighs> the average rating from various reviews is Forty six out of a hundred. The people who were pulled by CinemaScore, they went, um, hmm, yeah. no, what we'll color in this B. Yeah, B is not good on Cinema Score. Uh so there you go. Kelly Wand, I now would like you. But they still liked it better than Mother. Well, Mother, right, yeah. If they're gonna
1: watch Tomb Raider Mother, though. Flock to the Tomb
2: Raider. Yeah, nothing is worse than mother for idiots, Kelly Wand. That's as low as it gets. Yeah. Oh, idiots hate mothers. They really do, yeah. they. Well, they not, no, they love mothers. They just don't like Darren Aronofsky's uh, allegories about them. Those don't work for them. Boo! So, Kelly Wand, I need a synopsis of Tomb Raider. What would you call such a thing? <laughs> Tomb rapes, us, but it's just a
1: coincidence. Wait,
3: what?
2: I, I need I, that phonetically.
1: What are you gonna do? You can't just call it Tombropsis. You, then right. you're giving up seven letters. It's ridiculous. Five letters? Wait, six letters.
2: Let's Wait. go with Tombraeus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting notes from the studio here, Kelly. they want you to call it the Tombraeus. <laughs> the studio wants me to drop P. Got it.
1: Yes, then
3: dr- drop P. The the Russians want you to as well. Yeah. (laughs) See? It all comes around.
1: Tomb Raid, sis. Wait, Tom, you had to tell me to rock and roll or something. Kelly Wan,
2: I would like you to drive it like you stole it.
3: Okay. He's a very good friend.
1: The following is based on a 3D version I watched in English, but I wasn't listening. Over some animation of voices all billions of years ago, the Japanese empress Mama yoto killed a bunch of people or something then she uh had a body put in a tomb that people could only get to by doing geometric puzzles and double jumps. It was a common ancient practice across cultures. My name in this is Dick Croft <laughs> I'm sure, yeah this is. the first game was ninety six besides me <laughs> Jesus beside wow. me. Bubbles is all. You tell him, McNutty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I've watched horrible movies because of that guy. I love that actor. Four more
1: seasons of... Oh, wait. Maybe I spoiled something. Vikander's in a kickboxing ring. She gets her ass kicked and loses horribly. When the daughter from Death Wish gets her in a chokehold and makes her
2: tap out. <laughs> Nice callback.
1: They like to reward people who listen to the lessers. Yeah. In the locker room after, Death Wish is all. Hey, yo, Vikander, we cool? Uh-
0: yeah, Tiffany, we're so cool. Jeez. This movie's based on a best-selling kickboxing franchise. all about you.
1: <laughs> Here comes Vikander. Their husky voice. I'm sure if she listens, a she'd be flattered, and b she'd go
0: so just like that.
1: <laughs> I'd love sex with her.
0: <laughs> Do the voice
1: while I had sex with her. The candor leaves the gym for her day, unofficial job, losing at bicycle competitions. <laughs> Kandra rides a bicycle around London with an ice chest strapped to her back that says pizza on it beneath a logo that says Croft Corp. She rides her bike into the kitchen of an Indian restaurant. <laughs> the fat Indian dishwasher guy's all, Oh, hello. Your buns look very nice and all this greasy smoke. Uh, its crack shines at me like the dark between two oceans. Of- His mom elbows him, shh, you're blowing it. Vikander opens her ice chest and goes,
0: uh, Oops, looks like I forgot the pizza again. <laughs> That'll be
1: $30. She rides off again, pedaling prettily. Her mom bats the dishwasher in the head, idiot. As Vikander rides along streets, ignoring traffic lights and leaving collisions, pile ups, and explosions in her wake, Gollum rides up beside her on another bike and goes, Oi, oh, Vikander, blow me. Me and some off-screen, unnamed characters just got hired to paint lime green road marks on some streets. We're calling it a fox hunt. See, we pick someone whose bicycle skills we have little respect for. Then we chase her around town while the police shoot at her. The loser has to have sex with the winners, just like a fox hunt.
0: Well, I'm no fox in. Plus, my dad's only been dead seven years. I'm still young and crazy. Practically a baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Gollum ties a bucket of green paint and a raccoon's head to the flagpole at the back of the candor's bike and goes, and goes! The <laughs> candor pedals around like a rat plays, her zany retcon antics causing the deaths of millions. Soon she gets bored, though, and carries her bike up into the flatbed of a lorry and falls asleep in it, which I guess is a legal move. The off screen lorry driver's all, hey, I see you can feel your weight, but it's fine. Also, your paint's uh, leaking all over me chicken coops. But obviously, there's nothing you can do short of breaking the vehicle and asking the candor to get out. So he just keeps driving, sobbing softly as if it's in the afterverse. Gollum and his buddies come and stare at the stain on the pavement. His friend tastes it and goes, Yep, the candor. <laughs> Gollum's all, Damn it, it's not just possible. How could she disappear into thin air? His friend's all, Yeah, maybe she just plugged up the hole of the paint can. So that's how Lance Armstrong won, or we see the swimmer likes weed. Meanwhile, the lorry crashes and explodes after Bikander spills paint all over its windshield. So she gets back on her bike and pedals away from the Holocaust. Suddenly, she gasps and stares at a sidewalk, then at a guy walking on it. As she comes literally abreast of him, she sees he's a total stranger. Shocked that it's not her dead father, she crashes into a taxi and breaks her back.
0: I'm easily distracted that's my motivation only want to
1: that night her mom Maggie Smith bursts her out of the clink (laughs) then goes damn it Laura that's the fifth taxi you've collided with this week face it your father's dead
0: no no he said he'd be right back. He was just going out for fags. That could have meant anything. You're just jealous, because now you have to see me a lot.
1: Laura, you're 38 now. Instead of being a pizza girl, just sign this paper admitting your dad's dead. Then you can inherit his billions and let the healing begin. The candor spits milk out her nose.
0: Inheritance? Holy shit. Cha-ching. Okay, I'll see you at the lawyers tomorrow at the crack at noon. Unless I sleep in.
1: <laughs> the next day she walks into the Croft Corp reception lobby since she's hot and a famous heiress the black guy at the desk rolls his eyes and goes couriers use the doggy doll at
0: the back well I am a courier I will <laughs> what you said and still stand here
1: <sighs> name
0: Croft <laughs> I think it's me it's small but hot <laughs> think it means uh, made out of mud first name Laura my dad misspelled Laura that's why I miss him
1: later in a lawyer's office with a W while the candor tries to concentrate on correctly signing her name at the bottom of a dead dad form her mom scowls at the lawyer and goes um fuck stick could you please be not so uh, noisy with that Rubik's Cube (laughs) <laughs> oh sorry it's uh, actually Laura's uh her dad told me to give it to her <laughs> thought I'd do it first though cause I'm her lawyer so, <laughs> if I just
0: remove the stickers or maybe use the screwdriver <laughs> gimme I'm great at puzzles <laughs>
1: <laughs> she snatches it away and starts bashing it against the table finally it and the table both break and a little scroll falls out. The
0: lawyer's all, uh, "You're not legally supposed to get that till you sign your name on this paper." But okay, I you know. How do I know? Some <laughs> words written in English that's so dad and upside down. Mm. I'm stumped.
1: The mom's all, "Here, here." Turns the scroll right side up.
0: Oh, uh, you are special and important. <laughs> Keep doing new things. Egg seven ninety nine. Her mom sighs and flips the scroll over. and oh, uh, The first letter of my final destination will give you the clue to where Act 2 takes place. <laughs> uh, uh, Dad. P.S. to the cemetery.
1: <laughs>
0: Eats the scroll and goes. <sighs> what did it say again? I forgot.
1: <laughs> she walks out. With, the mom and the lawyer stare at each other. The lawyer's all uh, yeah, she just left green paint butt prints on my leather seat there. <laughs> Mom's all. It's my character in the games. After stopping off to renew her passport with ex boyfriend Nick Frost, Laura cleverly kills some cemetery groundskeepers and sneaks into the mausoleum where her dad's corpse and a bunch of other people's are. She looks at the words out her dad's grave. Plaque. <laughs> Why she looks at the words on her dad's grave plaque. That's not complicated, is it?
0: In peace here lies Richard Croft, billionaire, possibly explorer. Hmm. First letter. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh.
1: Instead of pressing the actual first letter, the I and in peace, R button. What are the R's in Richard? until it makes the whole wall cave in. She walks down into a big room full of atmospheric board boxes.
0: (laughs) Ah, the bones of all the other people supposedly buried in here got put somewhere else, I guess. Fuck you, relatives. Oh, look. She finds
1: a video camera and turns it on, thinking it's going to show her. She's going to try and make a video. Her dad's all, Hi, pumpkin." Listen, I need you to burn all the papers in that box over there that says Mama Yoto on it. Thanks. (laughs) Guess I probably could have just told you to do that in the puzzle scroll since it's so important. I've done it myself. You're pretty reliable, so, you know. (laughs) He yawns and falls asleep. After a couple hours, the tape runs out. Laura upends the box, (laughs) listens to cassettes of exposition, then goes, Hmm, Japan, eh? Some words are all Hong Kong. Later on
0: appear. <laughs> uh, you guys look cool. Would you mind telling me which direction Japan's in? <laughs> hey, my purse. <laughs> well, the same rap as before plays. The
1: candor chases some parkour night enthusiasts around some Hong Kong docks and through some restaurants while a few Chinese extras look on just as unenthusiastically as the British ones did when the candor was comically defacing London streets. Finally, she tricks them by getting her purse back and standing on a pier while they all stand around her waiting for
0: her to say stuff. Sorry, guys, I can write broken English. Let me try again. I'm asking for directions to Japan, <laughs> not for you to steal my purse and run off giggling. <laughs> Here, just write the directions on my purse. <laughs> Jill's- hey. I'll draw knives and close in, snarling. Uh, there's pens inside. You don't have to use knives. Are those sharp enough here? Maybe test one on my throat first. A drunken
1: Chinaman on the boat behind her fires a shotgun, disintegrating her purse. The person snatchers sigh side glumly and disperse. The shotgun guy throws up on Vikander and passes out, like the black chicken Thor. The candor figures out which boat is his, then dumps him in its shower stall. She finds a squirt gun and squirts alcohol in his face till he's all okay, okay. <sighs> Your father's alive. Took him to a jungle. Walton Goggins lives on it with his machine gun friends, but I'll never go back—not for any amount of money. Candor <laughs> takes out some dental brochures and slaps them on a water table.
0: You'll get the last tenth when we get to Allred. I mean, J- Japan. Two <laughs> it is. The
1: guy sobers so all, ha, you're just like your dad, chest-wise. No one's ever come back from Japan alive, but I'll take you. However, I'm only in it for the money. My name is wa Outside, some coolies and straw hats are all.
0: T-I-O-Wa wa well, Mr. Wasett, of course for Goggins' teeth. Is your character in the games? Wait, you're Asian. Maybe you can help me. What are these two stupid things on my watch that keep moving slowly and covering up all the numbers? They're driving me crazy. Uh those are called clock hands. Yeah, right. Clock, clock hands. hands, idiot. <laughs> They do kind of look like hands. Arms, actually. Maybe we should call them clock arms. Some words are all ocean Japan. As a
1: (laughs) ship, the captain comes in and finds Vikander rearranging paper scraps on a table. Uh, Yeah, those are just normal maps. They're not part of a puzzle or anything. Uh, By the way, (laughs) just off the coast of Japan. Probably should have waited for this hurricane to stop first, but...
0: eh. Uh, Who's steering the boat?
1: (laughs) Captain's eyes widen. Ship crashes into some rocks. They shatter to bits. The cat wakes up. She's in a tent with Walton Goggins' teeth glaring at her. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, my name in this is Johans Vogel. (laughs) The second she read that name, she thought of this face. Staggers out of a tent and sees a bunch of guys in machine guns making a bunch of people without machine guns chip away at a mountain of rock with pickaxes. The candor's Asian captain friends, one of them. Hey, Laura, check it out. Hey, I'm finally do something I love with my life instead of getting drunk on my stupid boat. Thanks. <laughs> a bearded guy with a machine gun walks up to Goggins and goes,
0: we're making good progress, sir.
1: Goggins shoots him. The attack guards <laughs>
0: You better keep working for him, man. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's
1: Goggins ties Vikander's wrist together with some silly string goes, Alright, now go down and stand there with your Asian friend. We're out of pickaxes, but here's a bow some arrows. Just use them on smaller rocks. <laughs> the Asian guy. Psst, Laura, now! He drops his parts in a guard's face. The guard sputters, What the?
0: Why you... Quick, Laura! While they're distracted and annoyed, run down into that cul-de-sac. Neither of us has explored. Uh, Okay, planning this, but isn't that way a waterfall? Guys are shooting
1: at her, so she runs. Since the Asian guy attacked one of the guards and helped Laura escape, his punishment is nothing. Set up his villainy. Goggins is all. Don't worry, if she survives the river, I'll send Stinky here to hunt her down. Kander <laughs> runs between some CG rocks, then stumbles into some water. A Black Panther waterfall tries to kill her, but luckily a. <laughs> panther- <laughs> <laughs> It would have been funny if that was her plane. Though. She's like, oh, some kids might be watching. So there are no bodies on board. and It has a parachute in it. Allison Janney stands up in front of me wearing Lara Kraft shorts and a tank top and goes, yeah, uh, I won Best Supporting last year, so, you know, <laughs> Jolie, Bacander, I'm up, I'm ready, let's go. <laughs> like the plot, here she turns out to have holes in it. So Bacander plummets down into a thick jungle, smashes into a bunch of branches and tree drugs. The lad's on her feet with a smudge of dirt on her arm. Suddenly, Doggins' assassin, who's ten times her size and somehow got there just as fast, attacks her with a machine gun and a knife, but Vikander tricks him by strangling him. Vikander wanders around a beach till she sees her dad, who screams in disgust at the side of her and then rides in a Gilligan's Island bucket up to a cave. <laughs> <laughs> The cat flies affectionately and effortlessly scales the sheer cliff by hand, then comes into the cave and goes,
0: Hi, Dad! It's me! <laughs> your daughter! The baby! I'm here to save you! Uh. He's been gone for seven
1: years. His hair is a little longer. He's all, Ugh. usually when I hallucinate you, Laura, you're in short shorts. Anyway, good work destroying all my notes. You've saved the world from a deadly plague.
0: Dad, no! Dad, please! Dad! No, Dad! John Boynt leans over to me and goes, Jesus,
1: father and daughter? They barely even seem to like each other. Melty's all. Look, Laura, you don't understand if Goggins opens that crypt, all life on Earth will perish. Our two rich people lives are inconsequential by comparison. But fortunately, none of this is an issue, since Walt and Goggins thinks we're both dead. Everything's great. Goggins points a gun at his head and goes, That's just what I was thinking. <laughs> Laura gasps and realizes they're all standing outside the rock entrance to the crypt.
0: She raises her
1: bow at Goggins and goes,
0: Oh yeah, well, uh, better drop the gun or I'll kill you with this arrow. So, oh, boom. Simple math. Goggins <laughs> teeth. You all kill me with that arrow.
1: There's a 5% chance before you do it while I'm talking right now that I have time to shoot your dad too. Or first. Yeah, first. That's what I meant. The candor sighs and tosses away her bow. Sorry, dad. Can't <laughs> <Get> that. <her>, uh... <laughs> McNulty's all. But he, a, he had the safety on for most of that speech. You could have just killed him while he was talking. We could have gotten away. The Candor's Asian ship captain friends all. Laura, run. I'll distract them again. He jumps <laughs> the guard's back and goes,
0: urgh, urgh, urgh. Go, Laura! I got it!
1: The guard side picks him up with two figures and deposits him back in the chain gang. Goggins puts his gun away and points at the tomb's door, which has a bunch of symbols and jigsaw pieces spread out around it. And I need mean, just one uh, of you to solve this door puzzle for me. Me and the machine gun boys here ain't so good at games. Play a little Call of Duty, but yeah, I don't get this. What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I hate puzzles. Why am I in this line of work? The candor side starts climbing around the door, shoving in jewels and rearranging shapes. McNulty's all. Um, honey, please tell us what the puzzle solution was. You know, for the audience. Just show them how smart you are.
0: Yeah, I looked at the walkthrough on YouTube while Goggins was yapping. There was teeth. <laughs> this, there, 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 this, there. <laughs>
1: They go into the mine and walk around in the dark while me and my German audience watch wearing 3D glasses. (laughs) (laughs) They walk into a tunnel. One of the machine gun guys is all, Ha! Hey,
0: look, this floor tile says, Hint, don't walk on me or a spike will impale you. (laughs)
1: Sticks his finger in Dominic West's face.
0: Ah, You should have seen your face when
1: nothing happened. You're all what? Nothing happened. Oh, man. Crazy. He jumps on the tile a bunch of times, then opens his backpack, pulls out a spike, and sticks it through his own head. He makes a face that I guess is funny. Kind of too dark to see. Meanwhile, back at camp, one of their slaves shakes TIOA Wah 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 and goes Asian stranger, look! Our captors all went into the death maze. We're free! No, wait. The candor quenched my thirst after my hangover, wrecked my ship, got me enslaved here, and left me here to die twice. I can't leave without her. Go back to work. The other slaves all sigh glumly, pick up their pickaxes, and resume hacking with the rocks. Meanwhile, in a tomb's darkness room, a machine gun guy's all, Hey,
0: hey look, this small plaque
1: says the floor is vanishing under you. Ah! Goggins is all, Laura, help! My life's in danger. The canter
0: jumps onto a wall and goes, This plaque says, To make life, you have to destroy life. Oh. Guys, that obviously is a reference to the disappearing floor and instructs <laughs> us to put our collection of colored rocks into the slot. <laughs> Throw them over. Like no tea wall. Really, it sounds
1: a little similar to the door puzzle. Earlier.
0: <laughs> Come on. Now, which rock color represents life?
1: As the floor keeps disappearing slowly off-screen, everybody throws rocks at Vikander, even though they didn't hear what she said. (laughs) They're just sick of her. (laughs) Improvise. Suspensefully, the last rock Vikander tries
0: works. Guys, look, rock represented life. Duh. See? And we destroyed life by inserting the blue rock into this slot. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Guy from Crystal Dynamics stands up in front of me and goes, Yeah, this
1: puzzle's not from the games. Uh, We designed it just for the movie. Uh, My three-year-old helped. He likes to uh, stick rocks up his nose and recite riddles. By the time he sits down, the canter and her friends are standing in a crypt, staring down at a Japanese old lady's mummy in a mummy case. The last surviving machine gun guy's all, Hey
0: guys, look what I can do.
1: He has sex with the bubby and dies of syphilis. The candor points at some murals on the wall, storyboarding the history of
0: Japan. Wait, look. She was a plague carrier. That's the only obvious interpretation of these iconographic things. It all adds up. (laughs) Goggins is all,
1: I don't know nothing about that. I just collect old lady's fingers. He gets out his pliers cuts off his pinky and puts it in a baggie. Then he giggles and runs off. Dominic West is all, oh, damn, his teeth outsmarted us again. You go after him. I'll stay here and crouch by this coffin with this grenade. <laughs> Laura, I just want to say, but the be gone. She sucks gets ahead of Goggins then tricks him by breaking the ladder bridge that they just earlier to get across the chasm.
0: There, see. <laughs> no, no one can get across. Not even a baby if I threw it. It's like thirty feet. So not humanly possible for an adult to make that jump at, at all. Under any circumstances. Not possible. I will, man. Fuck you. Goggins all. They wrestle
1: in the dark till Goggins all. Ha ha, your finger off. Gollum's
0: winning move.
3: Phase one.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That's the mummy's finger. Ha oh, Put it in your mouth without touching it myself somehow.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Instead, he trips and falls into the chasm and his
0: face turns black
1: from how gross the finger tasted. The candor looks down at him and goes, you just messed with the wrong
0: family. Not counting my evil mom that you work for.
1: <laughs> the dog doesn't hear. Back by the dominic west accidentally blows himself up with a grenade so it'll cause cave in and kill Lara.
0: <laughs> so much self-sacrifice. The is all, damn! Maybe I should have crossed the pit first, then gotten rid of the ladder, because I arrived first. Uh, Puzzles, puzzles, puzzles. Wait, I got an idea.
1: She takes a few steps and jumps. She clears a 30-foot jump by using slow motion, then climbs up a robot cable, but still fails to escape. A few seconds later... Laura! I had a hunch which rock you'd be behind. The candor brushes dirt onto herself, coughs in his face, stands up, faces all
0: the slaves, and goes, Don't worry, slaves. The only treasure we found was an old woman's infected finger, and I made a guy eat it. Then I used CG to do a jump. (laughs) All the slaves cheer victoriously, and then resume hacking rocks.
1: (laughs) Candor <laughs> somehow gets off the island and leaves K.I.O. wah wa there to die. Then finds her lawyer's office with her mom in it and signs the contract. The mom's all, thanks, bye, and walks out. <laughs> Candor frowns.
0: Hmm. <laughs> the public that I am, I guess I'll read this contract that I already just signed. What the? IDOS? Square Unix? Don't you own These companies? Lawyers all. Uh. <laughs> so my mom was the villain all along. <gasps> my yeah, tell well she just messed with the wrong family.
1: Later at Nick Frost's gas station.
0: And then I said, She just messed with the wrong family. And then I came here. <laughs> you sure have let yourself go since those Nixon interviews. Nick Frost is all. What? <laughs> Bats him in the head. <laughs> Shh, you blowing it again. Frost is all.
1: By the way, we also sell guns. The candor winks at us and goes, I'll take two
0: B cups.
1: Instead of doing anything exciting, guns turn into CG to tell me the movie's over. I stand up as the floor crumbles beneath me. I jump for the exit but miss and have to reload a bunch of times. The end.
3: The mob.
2: Oh, Kelly one That was awesome. Oh, yeah. You're being quiet. You hit. I was cutting things. Oh, you have so endeared me to Alicia Vikander in a way that this movie could not. Thank yes. you. <laughs> well done. <sighs> uh, All right, yeah. Dingus, you you go first. Dingus, what's a movie that's better than this? What's a movie that's not quite as good as this? And uh, what did you think of Tomb Raider? All right, so I would say that a movie
3: that's better than this is Sahara.
0: Ah, <laughs> I never saw that.
3: Which I quite good? enjoyed. Um, so it's actually far above this. I just love finding that ship in the desert. I just Is love this that. The
1: girl in that.
0: I don't baby? know. The baby. All right. I have it's no
3: idea. Someone we know, but whatever. Well, Timothy's on. I think it's Rachel Weiss, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. I yeah think it's the of the mummy. exactly girl. Rachel Weiss. Uh, wow. I think it's Rachel Weiss. I mean, I know it's Matthew McConaughey, but I think it's Rachel Weiss. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure.
1: Because of the mummy you're good with sand.
3: Do this one. I don't like sand. gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. Right. It gets everywhere. <laughs> it's coarse. All right, so under, I would put Jewel of the Nile. These are basically knockoffs <laughs> of Indiana Jones. <laughs> that's
2: a Whoa, good wow, that's harsh thing. Is it Jewel of the Nile? Well, go ahead. That's nah, not good. He's right. So I,
3: like, I liked, you know, I was considering Romancing the Stone, but I, I like the fact that Romancing the Stone actually has a sense of humor, and this movie cannot be bothered to have any sense of humor whatsoever. Funny. Even, yeah. even the even Laura Laura Croft Tomb Raider has, a, has, you know, at least takes a stab at a sense of humor. Uh, this movie can't just can't even just reach for it. I mean, it tries with Nick Frost, I guess, um, but fails right, utterly be. because she's just so humorless. Um, but Jewel of the Nile, I just I, I remember seeing it and just going, God, why did they mo- bother to make this? Nobody, they seem to be sleepwalking through it, and she seems to be so utterly weary and bored here i don't know Bored's probably the wrong word it's just that she's not smart at all and she the movie just can't be bothered and and kelly wand jokes about this appropriately the movie can't be bothered to solve puzzles or to make any sort of reasonable cinematic effort to to do the thing that cinema does when it's trying to solve a puzzle wherein the hero like gets something wrong at first or somebody else gets something wrong or she just does like she just is basically solving a Rubik's Cube that just has one color over Somehow. the whole puzzle. She doesn't even
1: tell you how she's doing it or what the breakthrough is. I no, know.
3: she's just clicking things. It, yeah. it, I really hate that. I hate that about this movie because it could have been so smart. Um, I mean, one of the funny things in Lara Croft Tomb Raider is that when uh, Noah Taylor, who is her like band Friday in the, in the Lara Croft Tomb Raider movie, I couldn't believe Noah Taylor was in that. Um, he he's trying to figure out what's going on with this clock that that she's asked him to try to in- investigate, and he's got like this little camera inside, and she just gets bored with it and smashes it. And he's uh, like, "All right, well, that happened." So I mean, at least that's funny. Jokes. But This is this is her like just clicking things, and like somehow she solved it. Who knows? There's there's never any tension, and she you know she kind of gets beat up a lot. I I don't know. Yeah. I just found it so. So boring, and and, and, and and in fact, there just are a couple things art. I liked here and there, but I just I just don't think that the movie has any understanding, or she has any understanding for how to carry pain like like Atomic Blonde would.
2: So anyway, Kelly Wand, what's a movie that's not quite as good as this? What's a movie that's better than this? And what did you think of Tomb Raider? Um, I'm gonna
1: go to bat for Vicander,
2: um, just
1: Ooh. because yeah, you heard me because in the I've only seen her in two other movies, and in neither of those movies did it look like she was having any fun at all. And in this, she at least seemed like she was enjoying herself. And I really loved – got to be honest, the first, like, ten minutes, with the bicycle race, it was so far removed from anything I was expecting. You know, you're right about, you about that. An yeah. I'm like, what? This is that's her origin story. She's a bicycle. Like that was kind of exciting, and it, I thought it was well choreographed. And um, and then it kind of leveled out, and then became the Tomb Raider movie I was sort of expecting. But for a minute, I was like, wait, I hope the whole movie is like she doesn't even go to a, <laughs> a tomb, and she's just like this wacky bicycle courier or something. Maybe, like, maybe that would be more
2: interesting. Um, but I don't know. It, so, what's a movie uh, that's better than this, and a movie that's not quite as good?
1: Better, I would put. I just did video game movies because um, they tend to have an issue with making the protagonists interesting. Um, so I went... My over is Warcraft, which I have affection for. I do too.
2: You I, and me both, Kelly. And, Wanda, we'll start a Yeah.
1: And it's a visually interesting movie, I think. Um, the things that suck about it aren't the visuals. Uh, and the my under is Doom, which was uh, lamer than this. <laughs> Those characters weren't the same. What?
2: The Rock's uh, that guy. <clears throat> mm. uh, my over and under aren't – I because I, I kind of don't think of this as a video game movie. It was inspired by a video game license, of course. But the video game itself is really just a Raiders of the Lost Ark with a woman in it. And so uh, an adaptation of, of Tomb Raider, it's kind of a, a silly step to take because just you know, make a Raiders of the Lost Ark with a woman in right. it. But – but but here what they're doing is they're of course wanting to cash in on the popularity of the license. Fair enough, so that's their approach. Uh, but my over and under are uh, movies. I don't even know there's a theme. My under is Electra because I could not. I recently yeah. read the comic book for Electra, one of them, uh, uh, Electra Assassin. Assassin, which I love. I love the writing in that. I love how weird the artwork is. I love how. Uh, Electra is an enigma, and how the main character is basically a dude who's her dupe. Uh, I love how she's kind of vaguely supernatural and telekinetic, and there's just weird stuff going on in that comic book. So even understanding that, yeah, the Electra movie can't capture this, I want to sit down and watch this Electra movie with Jennifer uh, uh, Garner. Uh, And I couldn't get through it. I gave up partway through. Even the first action set piece, I, I just... So this at least I could get through. This at least I was curious to see where it was going to go. I was hoping there might be some good action sequences. Uh, the Electro movie, I couldn't get that far. So the Electro movie is worse. Better than this, uh, a couple of years ago and, – and this is a fun thing to do. I recommend it. If you can go down a rabbit hole on YouTube of Laura Croft fan films, Tomb Raider fan films. And most of them are just buxom chicks doing cosplay. Right, and they're, they're they're terrible. But some of them, you'll actually get people trying to do a little action sequence, or you'll get some spirited young lady trying to like jump around and uh and and pretend she's Laura Croft. And and they're they're almost uniformly terrible, but amusing and funny to watch. And and there's some real affection for the games in some of these these fan videos. There is one, however, that I think is a legitimately good, uh, a very solid short film, and it is called. Croft. Uh, it's not really a fan film. It's more of a demo reel uh, from a stuntman named Trevor uh, Addy and a young stuntwoman named Cassandra Ebner, who basically plays the Tomb Raider character. And the two of them, they're, they're these stunt uh, folks working out of uh, Vancouver, I guess. Uh, they just go out in the woods in British Columbia somewhere, and they shot uh, this sort of fan film. But they got together a lot of talent, and Trevor Addy wrote a, what turns out to be an actually kind of cool story, which has a really gratifying payoff. But more importantly, this this woman, Cassandra Ebner, is an amazing package of physicality, uh, and just the, the stuntsmanship on show, just the stunt work, the physicality on show in this short film, Croft, is really thrilling stuff, and I – as soon as I got back from the movie, I watched that uh, again, and that's just way better than anything that this movie could manage. Uh, I didn't care for this at all. I can't imagine anybody would. Uh, so uh, there you go. My under, Electra, My Croft. over, Croft, which you can find on YouTube. How uh, long is it's, it? It's 20 minutes. So it's actually the first hit. If you just type in <clears throat> Tomb Raider fan film, the first hit is Croft. Uh, it's got like three million views as well as it should because uh, it's a it's a nice piece of work. Um, so I recommend that. Uh, uh. Instead of this, so uh all right, so uh, how long ago was, how long was it go was it made I think twenty fourteen maybe
3: did they did they get to do anything else
2: is their character different in that? from so what what they did is they're they're i i don't think so dang is like this is Oh, there 's okay. a stunt man and a stunt woman, and i 'm assuming they, they did this you 'll find a lot of short films like this on YouTube that are kind of calling cards that people use to get work, and oh, some right. of them get passed around virally and croft was was an example of that. They put a lot of work into it uh, i 'm sure they intended to use it to show off their capacity to both design stunts and perform them. In the case of this young woman, Cassandra Ebner, uh, and it just became super successful and it went viral and just got a lot of traffic for them. Oh, it's, I, I looked so up so it's their, kind of like the old way you would like put together a real. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I looked up their IMDb credits and they, they're not like Trevor Addy isn't writing and directing. They're, they're still doing stunt work. Uh, Cassandra Ebner. It, it's very similar to a young woman named Amy Johnston, who has uh, been in a couple of movies lately, like uh, uh, Lady Blood Death, Blood Lady Bloodfight, I can never remember the stupid name of that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, where, where you'll find these very capable young stunt women who transition into doing action movies. And Croft is sort of like a short example of, of how that can turn out. Uh, okay. So, and yeah, it was from a while ago.
1: So. After Thor Ragnarok, I, I'm having a lot of trouble sitting through movies, even like, because Thor was an established franchise and they just went, now he's funny. And and it was great. And now it seems like bland, empty vessel kind of characters like Thor used to be are really hard for me to take in movies now. Like Thor Ragnarok's completely made me impatient and bored so much faster even than I was before.
2: Uh, so did either of you watch any of Aurora Uthog's other movies by any chance? I watched some
3: of The Wave. I mean, it's beautifully <laughs> shot. I mean, it looks beautiful, but...
2: Well, I think you can credit Norway with that—not necessarily the movie, yeah. but yes. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. When that helicopter
3: flying over the fjords, you're like, "Oh my god, I, I want to go there." Uh, but, but yeah, it, it's, it's all right. Am I, I, like, I, I
1: like the I, What you're
3: saying about stunts is interesting because the but the woman I referenced in my cast rundown, Annabelle Elizabeth Woods, is the woman who fights her at the beginning, and she's a stunt woman.
2: Uh, This is her her only real acting credit, but she's a stunt woman. Well, that was, that was an odd way to open the movie. I thought to introduce us to this character, uh, but, but it's her origin. origin. She's supposed to suck at first, I think. So. Well, and she does, but it, to introduce us to her as a, as a fighter, even though she, she loses. R- right, like to, to introduce her as someone not smart, but – and to show off Alicia Vikander's abs. Like those looked amazing. That's yeah. clearly not – those yeah. clearly aren't the abs of a woman who studies archaeology or – those are the abs right. of, of a woman who She's is – done a lot of exactly he was a jock Who's a bicyclist who's a martial arts fighter uh yeah. and that just just a weird introduction that never really went anywhere like i saw that and i was like okay if you we want to play with it from this angle fair enough let's try that but i don't think it went anywhere i think it was a so setup for her it fight was, in the was, jungle well let's it say other than to show out, out th- th- to demonstrate that she knows how to do a choke hold on a on a thug on a hint. and she and she's
1: she's she's on a losing streak that she's naps when she breaks that guy's neck
3: well she does the the, the choke hold three different times yeah she does it on is a good
1: thing with, for the, the body with the
3: asian hoods and she does it with the guy in the jungle and then she does it with uh with malton goggins i mean like she, I, she basically has only learned that and, and I, then like it, saying, I was just i'm like really we're just gonna do mma for this whole movie that's all we're gonna do i would much rather have followed the story of, of that other character that she fought against who was who was in like who is who's done a lot of stunt work. I mean she's done stuff like Skyfall, which I didn't realize that um the Daniel Craig was in the first Laura Croft Tomb Raider movie. How about that? He shows up sort of as an inconsequential character. Wait, who does? Daniel Craig.
1: Daniel Craig's in the first one?
3: Yeah. Interesting. He's right. called a Tomb Raider by um He's the Belloc Kinda, yeah, kinda. See, yeah.
1: So she has. This, it's interesting to me that Laura doesn't have a sex drive. Like I kind of no. like that, that. the bad guys never hold back. They never go. Oh, she's a chick. They just instantly try to kill her. Like in the games and this movie,
3: oh, and right.
1: she never tries to exploit her sexuality either. Like no one. Gonna, she's not trying to seduce
3: anyone. I was going to ask you guys about that because I don't know the games. I just know in the in the movie, like um, the butler guy says to Angelina Jolie, you know. Well, you know, young women need to learn some manners or something yeah, like that. She just takes up her clothes and walks into the shower, and she's like, yeah, whatever. Right. And they immediately do the Walton Goggins going, I have two daughters, and I'm just going to oh, touch that. your face and say you look like your father, and there's not going right. to be any feeling of sexuality In the games, you don't think about it,
1: though, because you're just busy doing shit. Like, you don't think yeah. about her character because it's you. Uh,
2: I do kind of want to dispute that in a little bit, Kelly Wan. So the, the original Tomb Raider games really were – I think trading in as much as they could on the cheesecake factor, on uh, you know her being super buxom and in the short shorts, and that there wasn't any overt sexuality, but I think the character was very clearly designed to have uh, sexual appeal to young men, uh, and she's supposed to be super hot, and this 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 feeds very easily into the idea of Angelina Jolie playing the character because Angelina Jolie just exudes sexuality. That's who she is. That's been her career. That's her as a celebrity. So when they cast her to play Laura Croft, that was a very different Tomb Raider series. Uh, And I think it was was appropriate. It was a great casting choice. Um, Yeah, she looks like a video game character. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And in 2013, however, Crystal Dynamics, uh, who – it's always weird seeing a video game company's name in the studio credits, like yeah, Blizzard yeah. in front of Warcraft. It's weird because I'm also – I'm convinced that ne- if you're going to license a video game property, yeah. don't let the people involved in the game anywhere near the movie because yeah. I am convinced people who – do games and especially who become attached to franchises don't under and who don't understand how to make movies just mess it up. And I wonder how much of that is going rule. on here. Because what, what happened in twenty thirteen, uh after Tomb Raider franchise had kind of petered out and it just become a bit of a joke, uh, a development studio called Crystal Dynamics rebooted it. And they threw away all of that cheesecake factor and instead substituted for it uh, rather than you, the player, watching this super hot, super accomplished, badass chick, you know, doing acrobatics and shooting T-Rexes. I mean, the, the other uh, – Laura Croft fights a T-Rex at a certain point. Wow. Uh, but but rather than watch that, that super hot, buxom chick doing these stunts, uh, they instead envisioned Laura Croft in this reboot as a vulnerable – young woman is a a girl, basically. Uh, And the 2013 Tomb Raider, I think, is a brilliant piece of storytelling in the context of a video game and just flat out as a story because she's not cheesecake. She's young and vulnerable. Uh, She's never regarded sexually. There's a a moment where she's threatened by a guard when she's captured. And I, I think some people overreacted to too uh i I think some people were way too sensitive to that and and they sort of yelled no there's a threat of rape this is in poor taste and unfortunately that sort of took over the narrative about that's lame it's very lame it's very lame because it's not part of what was going on in that scene um but but my point is there's there's no real sexuality like there was in the previous laura croft in this reboot and what's brilliant about the reboot is it's not laura croft as a badass it's a young girl who is vulnerable who is a victim, uh, who's, a, who's a survivor. I mean, it opens with her basically being shipwrecked. We don't get any of this intro stuff in London. It's just a woman who's on basically kind of doing an internship on a ship. It, it crashes on the rocks and she's washed ashore. She assumes everyone else is dead. She's alone, she's hungry, she's cold, she's vulnerable. Uh, and it's a kind of a survival story that becomes, and this is very, very appropriate in a video game, becomes a kind of a horror story about the transformative power of violence mm. and how, over the course of surviving and having to fight these bad guys, she goes from being this young, vulnerable woman to a, a violent character who leverages things like her small size against tough guys, who's more than willing to pick up guns and use them, which this Lauren Croft doesn't do until there's a, a joke about it in the end. Uh, right, And, and it, it draws more, less from the tomb raider movies and or, uh, games and more from the actual uh, the movie the descent uh which is neil jordan's movie or no not neil jordan neil marshall's movie about the young women that are spelunking and how you know the transformative power of violence uh turns them into different kinds of people and ultimately one of them leverages that against one of the other women um so uh, the model th- – the reboot of Tomb Raider was basically horror movies, and my one hope for this, for this movie – and I don't know. I think it was a little foolish of me to do this. Uh, Roar Uthog, before he did The Wave, which is just a, a standard sort of soggy uh, – yeah, no pun intended. Soggy. Uh, it's, it's, this, it's this wet blanket of a, of a disaster movie. It's just it – just, it's really terrible. It's clumsy. It's, it's, every, it's horrible. And he's even done like a family movie about gnomes or, or something. But uh, Rohr Uthog started by doing a movie called Cold Prey, and he didn't do any of the later ones, but Cold Prey became a series of slasher movies in Norway, a bit like Friday the 13th over here. So Rohr Uthog began making a slasher movie, and I was kind of hoping that he might leverage some of that experience with horror – to embrace what the original Tomb Raider reboot, what the rebooted Tomb Raider game did with horror, with this idea of a helpless young woman learning to uh, through violence to survive, uh, and there was none of that. None of that was in this nah. movie.
1: The, going with, well, I never gave a shit about her dad, and they, it was. I think I was really bummed when I went. Oh, it's a, she misses her dad thing. Like that's going to be her whole motivation.
2: It's kind okay. of also a, – it's a, it's a failing of the Bechtel test too, isn't it? Because yeah. one, cool <clears throat> one of the cool things in the Tomb Raider reboot uh, is she's uh, on the ship, and, and the game is super smart about how it folds the different cast members or the different characters into the game, most of whom were survivors from the ship, who she's relieved to discover alive. Uh, she's got a little friend named Sophie, and her relationship with Sophie in Tomb Raider, the 2013 game, uh, is one of the more powerful ones in the game. And it's not this, oh, I'm missing my dad kind of thing, or, oh, I've got to be rescued by a man or something. It's more like, like Logan. It's, it's kind of like Logan. Like it, she ends up saving Sophie. Sophie becomes the damsel in distress, and Laura Croft saves them. And there's no hint that they're lovers or anything like that. But it's these women. This is It's a woman saving her, her female friend. Uh, the game is smart enough to do that. So I was – I was a little surprised in the credits to see – I presume it's the woman she was talking to who didn't beat her up in the locker room. Uh, that character's name was Sophie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm a little bummed we didn't get a Sophie, a Sophie relationship, and instead it's the typical failing of the Bechdel test where it's all about her relationship to her father. Yeah, the Jimmy
1: Olsen Sophie.
3: Well, there's two things here that are, that are really interesting to me that you brought up, Tom, and and one of those is – what you said about the growth uh, – I forget how you put it. but Transformative um,
2: power of violence. It's a trans- horror movie you. trope. You see it in everything from Friday the 13th right. to Halloween. You have a vulnerable young woman, and through being exposed to violence and learning to practice a violence, alien. it transforms her and it gives her power. It's a horror well, trope. I, yeah.
3: I think he tries to reach for that when she drowns the thug in the little pond, yeah. and and she's like uh. horrified by the fact that she's taken a life. Which is straight out of the
2: game, Dingus. That's one of the few, that's one of the very few things. There's a couple of weird nods to the game, but no, you're right. It was weird seeing that moment because it is, it's straight out of the game. When you kill, and by you, I mean you controlling Laura Croft, when she kills the first person, there is a moment where she's like, oh my God, what have I done? Uh, And one of the criticism level, that's one of the criticisms leveled, I think, very unfairly at the game is. That is a little character moment, and she eventually goes on to be a powerful, violent character right. who can use a shotgun to kill people, but it's not abrupt. It happens gradually over the course of her learning new powers, new ways to use weapons, and mm-hmm. people are like, oh, she, she's sad about killing one guy, and then she goes on and kills 20 guys. But the point is, the game doesn't have these moments where it interrupts and shows you a cutscene of her. Every time she goes somewhere. Exactly. It doesn't show you her fretting about it. Instead, through gameplay, it represents her becoming more accustomed to and accomplished with violent acts. You put skill points in like shotguns, and mm-hmm. you go from just shooting the shotgun to really brutal moves where you grapple a guy with your legs and you shove the shotgun up into his throat and you pull the trigger and it blows his right, head off. Right. And that is sort of the gameplay progression of this transformative power of violence, not cut scenes where she goes, oh god, I killed someone, I feel bad. And then later, oh, I still feel bad but not quite as bad. And then maybe later, oh, okay, maybe I had to do this, I don't feel as bad. You know, It's, it's a game, and through gameplay it creates this transformation. Rather than through cutscenes, but it does establish that she's unaccustomed to killing with her first kill, Dingus. And, oh. and it was weird seeing that in the movie. So I'm glad you picked up on that.
3: Well, Look I, I just there. thought it was a. I thought it was too little, too late um, <laughs> at that point in the movie for, yeah. for for her to suddenly be horrified, basic, basically, because of what you said about the opening. Like she's she's in a fight class. I mean, and she's. I mean, she's an action character who can jump on things and can just do these weird moves and jumps across chasms and whatnot already at the beginning of the movie. So this idea that, that she drowns this guy and that she's suddenly horrified by it. I just didn't buy it, but I saw what the movie was reaching for. And when you said the transformative power of that, that's what I thought that the movie was reaching for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Fine. The, The other thing I was thinking is that, you know what? Her father abandoned her several times. Um, and I, I couldn't quite follow the thread at first. I was like, wait, so he left her when she was a little girl? Because that's I what left
0: we see. In the- <laughs> we,
3: we saw that in the opening, like in the in that opening where he's like kissing his fingers and putting them on the, her forehead in a creepy way for me. Uh, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. He's leaving this videotape hoping she'll find it and burn everything but she's a little girl when he leaves and then we have this flashback yeah. that feels totally like a studio note retcon after shoot with the hunger games i'm shooting <laughs> an apple thing it didn't uh, even occur to me i bet you're right dingus go ahead though yeah go ahead and and he now he's just smooching her forehead he's not even doing the finger thing anymore um and and so when she gets to him in the cave he's like Uh, well, you're still a child. You can still go to university. She's like, I didn't go to university. Well, you're still a child. No, dad, you left me when I was a child. So are you angry at him or do you want to save him or what is going on? I mean, seven years moving on, dude, your dad left. He just left for no good reason that we can tell.
2: I I think what the movie, and this is a failing of the movie, I think what the movie wants us to think is that he's saving the world.
3: From right. from this, well, the this, movie this horrible outbreak of that, evil. But,
2: right. But she's
3: a little girl whose father left her. Right. I mean, how's she supposed to know that?
2: What do we oh, get out, out of? That? Right.
3: What right. Do we get out of any of this arc? And, and, just... and so to I think Kelly's point, like, why is she spending all of this time trying to find this idiot?
2: Well, and also why you can still look for your lost father, and, and you can still inherit someone's wealth, and yeah, if they're if they're not dead helped. later, yeah. it's not like they're going to say, "Oh, give the money back." Like it's not signing those papers. Those are the Yeah, that was such <laughs> a contrived dead. plot point there. That was so like so that was so pushing hard this idea that she wanted to forego wealth to make her this plucky poor young woman who has to deliver pizzas. Oh my God. And it if I absurd. sign this,
3: that means he's dead. That means right. I killed him. I mean, there was right. this implication of that.
2: <laughs> and the way
1: he it's does boring. die is like, well, it's whatever. <laughs> it's not that different from
2: what it should, would have happened anyway.
3: By the way, Kristen Scott Thomas is not his mom, Kelly. I know.
2: I actually right. wasn't sure Thank about you. that either, Dingus, because in the games, the character that they're modeling it that they're modeling her after, I believe. Uh, Isn't her stepmom, but it's someone who has hooked up with her father, who you discover has an insidious connection to a shadowy organization. There's weird stuff that happens. There's there's Tomb Raider in in 2013, which is brilliant. And then there's a 2015 release called Rise of the Tomb Raider, which has a great gameplay, but which has horrible storytelling bits. And I forget if the bit about her possible stepmother, like her dad's girlfriend being an, an evil agent, I forget if that's from the stupid story in the second Brooke, oh. That's referenced in the first, but uh, I, I wasn't clear about that either, Dingus. And it's oh. the fault of the I movie. She
3: basically, labeled her as a nanny.
2: Oh, a nanny? You might be right. Okay, that would Ew. be. Ew. Nice. An evil nanny. I was. Well, I was so glad when she showed up because I thought Kristen Scott Thomas was going to be in more of the movie. I
3: was bummed. Well, it was
2: clear that nothing. she was nothing.
3: the bad going to be the bad guy, but you guys must have known that from the games. I don't
1: know the games though. <laughs> though.
3: All right. Well, I, I, I knew. At the end, that I mean, I knew when we were that as we went through the movie that okay, then she's behind it. I mean, this movie just has no surprises whatsoever. It just can't yeah, be bothered. No. I mean, from the you know, you know why not just shoot him with an arrow before you have the scene. Right.
1: <laughs> he has the safety on. You see him take it off, but like ten minutes later. No, like, he just what?
2: cocks the gun. Yeah, yeah. It's not a safety. It's an action, Kelly Wan, where the trigger. Yeah when you pull the trigger it would do two actions and if you it's a stupid movie thing to pull the hammer back to show you really mean business as if pointing the gun at someone doesn't mean business enough in movies you point a gun at someone that's step two to really scare them you pull the hammer back you pull the hammer back yeah yeah and then okay okay, then then you're not fooling around that's her being
1: stupid and being outwitted by walton goggins but when you were talking about you, you reminded me that in, the, in that game, she does kill a lot of people with guns, and sure. I was really annoyed that that's not the movie I was seeing. And, of course, I knew I wouldn't. But it's yeah, like that would have been an awesome movie to
2: watch. It
3: was like a fucking Scarface. Well, teenager. the henchman she drowns has a gun. Why don't you just pick that fucking gun up? Well, That's I know wrong. why. I no it's no the, same reason,
2: the same reason they didn't use guns in Jumanji. It's a PG-13 right. movie. Oh. This is a movie that is for kids. And as such, I am fine. Oh. And all the more right. so after Florida, I am fine with gun violence not being uh, glamorized, I'm, not I being th- romanticized. Th- I, I really think – and Kelly Wan, this is where – I, this is exactly where we, I think, differ on ratings. Hugely. I am fine with movies that that, glor, that glorify gun violence and let the hero use a gun. I'm fine with making it's those her, movies rated R. But in the in, she does does it in the game. The games are rated M, Wan. The games are
1: definitely That's rated stupid. That's idiotic. You're paid, you're making a movie based on a game where she shoots people and she can't shoot people in the movie. That makes no sense to me. But but the the game constant is constant gun game.
2: Yeah, the use the and the, the game is the equivalent of R-rated Kelly Wand, and if you so wait, if you think that's stupid, that's fine. But if they I had do. made if they had made a movie of the game, because the game also has serious like horrific images, like caves full of skulls and rotting bodies and weird supernatural <laughs> stuff, like the, the you game. Know, tombs. Had, well, no, 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 like not tombs. It's it's these murder caverns where these mur- murdered victims uh, are placed and tortured. Like where where there there are these monsters these oni that uh, work for himiko that uh, like her henchmen who, who have like massacred people and they turn them these creepy underground bat people like in the descent. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So so the, the game is very much a game of an R rated movie. If you had translated that gameplay into a movie, it would be rated R. And furthermore, mm-hmm. if you translate any game. The, the level of, that has the level of gameplay that's required in a video game where a chief means of interacting with the world is shooting things because right. these are power fantasies. Any video game that, that's faithfully translated into a movie would be an R rated movie these days. Well, certainly, yeah. you know, if, if you think about it,
3: like Grand Theft Auto would be yeah. the easiest way to do Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly, time. exactly. And tell um, Kelly what, so I would have nice. loved an R rated Tomb Raider, I would have loved that, but it, it studios- would have been better. Uh, not necessarily, but well, like look, the, man, the Max I can always, the Max Payne on. movie is rated R. I don't think that's any good. But, but look, look, they got killed by Black Panthers, so
1: obviously their way didn't work. Like, they may as well have tried my R-rated movie and seen?
2: Uh, I think maybe, you say maybe, their way didn't work. work. I think this is doing exactly as they thought it would, but And really? you didn't help to. They use tons
3: of guns in this movie. Is it just that the protagonist – well, not just the bad guy, and this is something that Nick D says. Nick D D is one of our uh, listeners who wrote in. Um, He says that the writing is also terrible, like the Asian sidekick whose only character trait, drunkenness, is promptly forgotten as soon as he gets to the island. Instantly. Instead, uh, and yeah. and now he can use a gun more competently than the stormtrooper guys can, because right. the stormtrooper right. guys can't hit anything. But he he's this drunken ship captain who can now pick up this rifle and use it. I mean, he he previously used a shotgun to shoot in the air, and now Boring. he can now yeah. he can shoot all all of the bad guys. Right. And Walton Goggins shoots it. people too, but he is the one good guy who uses it. So to your point, time is the only difference. That, I mean, in your like comfortability with it being PG-13 instead of R, that the hero doesn't use a gun?
2: No, it, it just has to do with the romanticizing of gunplay, with the idea that a gun is used in a, in a thrilling context. You know, the guns uh, are used… Oh, the a problem-solving thing? Yeah, well, the guns are used by uh, Daniel Wu and his friends to liberate themselves from other armed men. Like it's encountered. So it's a little war. It's a miniature war. But but Laura Croft in, in the games, she's more than happy to use a gun and shoot people. Totally. She's got the bow when she needs to be quiet or when she doesn't have enough bullets. Uh, it's, it's gameplay stuff. But if she had been running around with those twin pistols, which I think uh-huh. will be problematic – I don't think this will get a sequel. But if this had gotten yeah. a sequel with the twin pistols, it would be problematic to a PG-13 rating to have her use them as the heroine uh, against the bad guys, and especially Still, because she would have to use them like proactively. She would have to. It would have to be right. a Laura shoots first kind of thing.
3: Uh, oh, oh, which oh! Okay.
2: It would so be so great. The, you, it would be great, for an R rated. It would be great for an R rated movie about the transformative power of violence. But that's not what this was, and I don't think that's a movie that will ever be made from the Tomb Raider franchise, unfortunately.
1: Not in our lifetimes. But that's because we live in primitive, shitty, mediocre times. But you take away her signature weapons and her her ability to do puzzles like that's yeah. kind of soft-shoed too. Like there's nothing left except her pining for her dad. And I, I just mean, that, that's exactly that's interesting.
2: You you hit on it. Dingus mentioned it before. She uh, and I don't. She, she was puzzles. dumb. Like She She's was she, idiot. The, the whole thing that she didn't recognize the clock hands. Oh, my God. Well, I, I mean, that was actually the only cool puzzly thing is I was looking at those shapes and going, OK, it's some kind of runes or it's Japanese. Yeah, that's and when I Daniel was like, they're clock hands. I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. They are, aren't they? Why is it in this
3: movie? Except what bothered me about that was just a technical aspect of where he was sitting and what he could see oh. from where he could see. He, there's no way he could see that piece of paper. <laughs>
1: Explain the, the Destroy Life puzzle to me, Tom. Is that from the game?
2: Oh, my I God. Really, What's yeah. the Destroy Life the piece of puzzle? No, What's I had no, no idea about that. That was such a mess. The thing where she has to figure the color of life and the green gem. That yeah. was absurd. But the green
3: gem looked blue to me, and then she said it's, green. Yeah, I thought it was blue.
2: It was absurd just how murky. I mean, actually, I think all the shooting of the action sequences, it doesn't surprise me that the puzzles just made no sense or were dumb or were expressed poorly because I felt the same way about the action sequences. That This yeah. little rethought guy does not know and, – and oh, I don't know if it drove you guys crazy, but this – when I noticed it being done early on, he shot this whole freaking thing with handheld cameras and – like a handheld camera doesn't necessarily mean shaky cam. That's what a lot of people think of it as. But it's yeah. where – and it's a TV thing. I mean, it's, it's something that I think was done on TV as a, as a way to shoot things quickly, and then it became a stylistic choice for some shows. And now you see it on some movies where they never put the camera on sticks or they'll never mount it on anything. They've just got the, the cameramen running around with handheld cameras. So even when there's two people talking, you can see the frame kind of swaying. Yeah. And again, in some TV, that's a stylistic choice. I can understand why they do that. Paul Greengrass, for instance, when he shoots uh, his uh, Bloody Sunday, his documentary about the London Londonderry massacre, he wants it to look like a documentary. It's all handheld. I can see that being a choice stylistically, but here it just felt lazy. There's no reason to do an action movie like Tomb Raider. With handheld cameras, Roar Uthog, stop it! <laughs> yes. uh, so at any rate, my point was going to be just I'm not surprised the puzzles were dumb because even the action sequences I thought were dumb.
3: Well, I, I was together. just so annoyed by that color puzzle because I mean it it, it, it would. It's no smarter than me sitting at a table putting a tabletop jigsaw puzzle together and having my friends throw pieces at me <laughs> and, right. and go, oh, the last one you gave me is the right, one you that, that one, yeah. yeah, and you're the hero of that. I had side. to do nothing. I, had to, I had, didn't have to think of a thing. Yeah. Just throw things at me right. until I figure just out, oh, well, smart Asian all friend right, you threw the last dog. black rock at me. And, oh, it's this blue one. That's yeah, the last one.
1: I
2: know. She doesn't even solve it. She just to, It's a process of elimination puzzle the way she solves it. And yes, is, it really is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is such an unfair comparison, yes. but but contrast that to that awesome bit in Raiders of the Lost Ark, where you realize mm-hmm. that the guy only had the burnt print on one side of his hand. Like right. I love how Steven Spielberg talks us through that puzzle and, yeah. and makes it makes the characters look smart and make us look smart and makes us go yeah. aha! Like that's a really cool thing to do in the context of a movie because it's hard mm-hmm. to make that sort of cerebral thing cinematic. Right. Uh, but, here there's just no attempt at it yeah. and the way he does it, it's like he, he raises his hand and
1: you see it and he's going how yeah. hitler you just did yeah, five yeah, exactly. once in one shot yeah. as mm-hmm. opposed to
2: what Tomb Raider does with yeah. a million shots i also so, think go ahead. go ahead i also think she's kind of a jerk uh and i think it's just the movie <laughs> being clumsy when she's when she's gloating about her name to the security guard like oh, i'm going to show you when she pushes hot coffee into nick frost's lap uh, when she's oh, ta- yeah, when yeah, she's yeah. taking the hose to poor Daniel Wu, like she's she's kind of a dick in this movie. Uh, she felt that well, way. I don't know. Still, so he deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, go Dig as I cut you off. What were you going to say?
3: All right, so uh, we have two uh, two uh, listeners who wrote in this week: Nick D, as I said before, and Chris Markinson. So uh, what I wanted to try to talk about uh, uh, is Alicia Vikander and what what you guys thought of her besides that she was browner because i want to hear kelly, kelly want
2: go to bat for her. i want to hear kelly Wan's defense of defensively so Pfander. so nick d
3: right. uh, nick d thinks this is uh he thinks it's pretty bad but as an entry uh, as an entry in the Satoksa genre which is your genre tom
2: tight uh, chicks in tight outfits kicking some ass very good nick d thank you oh yeah. man
3: He says in in that genre, it's pretty forgettable. Her outfit is indeed tight, but she doesn't kick much ass. So he says, I think Alicia Vikander is good at being vulnerable, okay at being feisty, but totally totally out of her depth when asked to be intelligent. I don't really ask (laughs) for a realistic characterization. in
1: I wouldn't hang that on her, but go on. Sorry.
3: All right. So then, but what Chris Markinson says, which is interesting, um, And I think he's right about this. And I didn't think of it in this way. And I like the way Chris Markinson puts it. He says, how do I put this? She seems really small on the big screen. And I'm not talking about boobs, because apparently some a-holes online were talking about her not being busty enough. She was a ballet dancer when she was in her teens, and she looks petite, not as an action heroine. But I compare her to Charlize Theron in... uh, Or Charlize Theron in... Atomic Blonde, who looks huge on screen, like she has yeah. mass and weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's that Charlie's is four and a half inches taller, or maybe it's just what a skilled director can do for an actor to make them appear formidable on screen. So, his his question is maybe it's just how a good actor can carry carry themselves in a role, uh, nothing to do with their body type, but how they carry themselves. So, what do you guys think about what these two? listeners said about alicia vikander as a as how she appears on screen
2: so before we get kelly to defender i I do want to also bring this up about the game uh and again it's the 2013 crystal dynamics reboot not the original ones but the game is also super aware of her being much smaller than everyone else and she's and, and that 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 short film croft that i mentioned to you guys uh the the stunt woman the actress in that cassandra ebner she's a little tiny woman and she's a powerful package, though. And in all the fights, you can see how much smaller she is than the stuntmen with whom she's fighting. And the video game also really makes that uh, a, a- powerful visual element of the game is that she is Mm. much less powerful than the men. She is smaller Mm. than them. Uh the way she moves is very different than them. And as she becomes more accomplished, she can sort of crawl around them more and she's leveraging her size and her speed. Uh but even early on, the way like she'll cower behind cover, she's a little tiny and it makes it sort of emphasizes her, her vulnerability. She's a just tiny little girl. She's Wait. a woman. She's a. She's a, Yeah. She's very wayfish. Exactly. But it doesn't uh, give you that sense
3: of of the CG of Yoda in Attack of the Clones, where he's just like flopping around.
2: No, no, not in the game. In the, in the game, <laughs> the game has amazing animation. No, absolutely. That's not. what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. A, that, a good video game won't do that. That's just bad CG. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so I, I wonder, you know, Alicia Vikander's body type, I'm fine with. And it's very much in yeah. keeping with the characters, uh, the character as she's been rebooted. Um, That's. Oh, but but
3: the, but I think Chris is talking about weight and size in a different way.
2: Do you know what I mean? Well, I, I would say and I just you know, I I know I'm the, the lone voice on this one, but I, I would Compare her to Gal Gadot and uh, Wonder Woman, yeah. and it, I would say it's an issue of physicality more than weight and size. Alicia Vikander has those awesome abs, but I just don't think she has the physicality, certainly of you know Cassandra Ebner and Croft or Amy Johnson and Lady Bloodfight, Certainly not Charlize Theron in, uh, in in Atomic Blonde. I just don't think she has the physicality for the Laura Croft from the games and. You know, I just it just didn't read on screen. I don't think she's a physical presence on on screen. You're not the lone voice on Gal not looking like an Amazon. I agree. Well, with It's you not right. so much looking not looking like an Amazon because I'm be fine. I, like I, I, it's it's just that her physicality was all CG. Like that actress is a beautiful right. woman, but she doesn't have the capacity to move. But she's a so supernatural they, they, being, Tom. Not like Laura. <laughs> Croft. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough.
3: <laughs> but I buy Gal Gadot as a. As a movie actress, I don't know that I'm buying – I mean I think I'm getting what Chris Markson is going for because she feels more like the way we used to talk about derisively, this is a TV actor, this is a movie actor. I mean those lines are totally blurred now. That's oh, a different I, thing.
2: I, oh, if you're talking about – yeah, if you're talking about as an actress, I, I think she's terrible, which is why I want to hear Kelly right. <laughs> to go to right. bed for her. So, yeah.
3: so that's what I think <laughs> – I think that, right. that that's, that's what he's driving at as far as size on I screen see, or weight because film actors – again classically it seemed to have more weight now that film actors are doing more tv and tv is more like movies right that those lines are totally blurred but i i kind of get what chris is going for there
2: well kelly Owen, before we start bagging on alicia Vikander, uh, go what's your what are your thoughts here like why why are you wanting to go to bat for her? what what worked about her for you well Okay
1: maybe it's more a reflection on me and, rather than her virtues but in when movies like this where someone's playing someone from a comic book or a video game I'm always struggling with something that no one else seems to give a shit about like in Spider-Man it made me crazy that Emma Stone the redhead was playing the nice blonde Gwen Stacy, and Kirsten Dunst was the redhead sex pop Mary Jane, when obviously <laughs> you have two actors who are perfect for the exact opposite roles. <laughs> so this is what I go into these movies going, oh, I don't know, look how – what hair color they're going to get it wrong. So by that standard, Alicia Vikander kind of looks – Why is Constantine
0: look- doesn't have blonde hair?
1: That's the thing. I, did, I hadn't read Constantine before I saw the movie, so I didn't have that issue because he's right. super Irish too, but – um, but when she first comes on screen, I go, oh, wait, she kind of looks like how I can see a Like I, I can see her as Laura Croft. Like the boob thing doesn't really bother me. That's not really my scene. And I was excited at first because, A, she was smiling a lot and really enjoying her bicycle. And I was, I was sort of enjoying Like she, she was making a
3: fun movie
2: <laughs>
1: and she was enjoying her bicycle riding the same way Kellen Lutz likes water. In her <laughs> Which is <laughs> so kind of patience, and I'm coming off annihilation where everyone's sort of bummed out, and it's Portman. Oh, the baby! But
2: oh, <laughs> uh, I'll give you that. Sure, absolutely, yeah. that makes sense. I mean, it sounds well, like well, a really well, low bar, but also since well, I'm blanky, yeah, the baby twins. I
1: have like um, I really like skinny protagonists because I always feel like they have a. Um, they have like a really stacked deck against them in action movies, because the other guys would be really
3: well, not not a, not a stacked like, deck as it turns out.
1: No, 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 I know. But like in Kill Bill, like Uma Thurman's skinniness is a huge part of her fighting style, and it comes across because like since she's skinny, she can avoid uh, swords easier. It seems like. And so I was kind of expecting something like that from this. And when I go, oh, she's not going to have her guns, so she's going to have to get the whole movie's going to be her doing choke holds and fighting. And so it kind of kind of goes south. But and in the bike scene, she is leggy and she's I can I could impressed. I was impressed by like, okay, she could be fast um but then when she, she does good the,
2: running i mean yeah so if you just want to have her when he shoots running, yeah. when he shoots her just running flat out i was like okay she's she's tom cruising it you know she's right. she she tom does a convincing haul ass yeah <laughs> yeah so
1: i was kind of rooting for her and i was well, do, like you, i said it's like the other two vikina
2: movies
3: how do you feel um, about gina carano i love her but i think she, she was only good, she good in haywire for is she too thick for you
1: no she's perfect she has the perfect right. body type for what she's doing and haywire she's convincing
3: yeah mm-hmm. okay good all right
1: and ever since
2: haywire she doesn't seem to say lines correctly <laughs> like, i I, to, <laughs> I watched a movie with alicia uh, no i'm sorry with uh, gina carano called scorched earth which is a horrible Ooh. super low budget no, no production value uh, apocalypse movie where she plays a mad max type character uh and it's just so cute watching her try to act. She's just terrible in the movies, right. so cheesy. But it, I came to the conclusion that Gina Carano always has an expression on her face like she's trying to remember what your name is,
1: <laughs> which works for certain roles.
2: Like if she's a badass fighter, she doesn't care. She's like, oh, I gotta take that thing. But just look at Google, do a Google image search of Gina Carano. Look at pictures of her. She always looks like she's talking to someone trying to remember what that person's name is. And it's it's really cute. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of endearing when you think of it that way. Uh, What's the mission?
3: Wasn't she in a Mission Impossible movie? Is that what we saw her in She's in
2: Deadpool. Like she was a quiet, uh, quiet sidekick in Deadpool. She's evil. Oh, that's right. Fast and Furious. Fast and
3: Furious. That's where she fights Jennifer Lopez in the subway. Not Jennifer Lopez,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gal Gadot. Not. What do you say? No. Oh, really? I bet. I Kelly's right. That does sound.
3: Probably- no, the 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 I woman I... from Lost.
2: Uh... Does did she kill Gal Gadot in? Six. I, I like Kelly. I, Kelly, one I like Dingus trying to think of who, who someone is. He's doing Lost. Carano. He's doing Carano. He doesn't even yeah. name That's a single person like. from
1: Lost. <laughs> I love it when someone has to think about Lost for longer than three seconds at a time. Too.
2: Wait,
3: the, <laughs> the woman others? from Fast and Furious who was also arrested in Hawaii for DUI.
2: Oh, Michelle Rodriguez.
3: Right. right. Michelle Rodriguez. I'm a terrible racist. So Another racist.
2: Yes. I <laughs> you know. can't believe you could think of Michelle Rodriguez not as the girl from uh, Girl Fight, but as the, the actress from Lost. Dingus. Ugh. Well, I, I yeah, just said it's, it's even faster. I was,
3: to, I was trying to tell you guys something that you guys could think of because you're. Okay. You, you're <laughs>
2: Lost idiots. He's reading. Really, he's talking. He's, like, he's exactly. working towards his audience, Kelly Wand. He knows.
3: Yeah, that's so. what I'm trying to do. Yeah.
2: Who's yeah. that? Walking uh, Position.
3: <laughs> By the way, there's uh, something that Chris Marginson says that I wrote in my notes before I read his email that I love because he mentions it too. He says that video camera and tape recorder must have had incredible batteries not to dry after so many years of
2: Seven years. Maybe she left it, he left it plugged in. <laughs> That's
3: another opportunity for her to have to solve oh, so the puzzle dumb. that he would have left. Right. Play this. Because he's (laughs) going to be the one to find. He gives you the solution to the puzzle, even (laughs) hit play. At least that That, puzzle holds up. It should have been a trap for somebody else or something for them to be able to figure out that she should have had to. to 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 And I would much rather have had puzzles in this movie (laughs) and, and interesting ways for her to figure them. than her just every every first time she thinks of something, it's that.
1: Or the last thing, in the case of the rocks. But oh, it's on. like her dad basically buys a cemetery plot, fills it with notes for a Japanese mummy that he doesn't want to keep, and then fakes his death instead of boy- destroying the notes and then goes to the play- the one place
2: in the world where he shouldn't go. <gasps> Kelly Juan, you're getting so much wrong. <laughs> Did you watch this in German?
1: I feel like uh, since hey. I watched the
2: in German, I, it's hard for me to. Walton Goggin said he
3: killed him. That has no. never paid
2: off. What? And also, uh, that that mausoleum was on Croft Manor. That was like their family mausoleum, right? Oh, There's uh, yeah. B. He didn't uh, like he 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 left to go on this expedition. He didn't fake his death, and he oh. he just didn't come back. Like he, you know, he got stranded on the island. They do a whole thing in the video game, by the way, and I imagine this is partly inspired by Lost, where this island of Yama. I'm going to tell you whatever. This this Japanese island, um, the Tomb Raider games are always kind of coy about whether or not there's anything supernatural. But most of the time, the reveal is very Raiders of the Lost Ark, where, yep, turns out there is something supernatural. Mm. And Tomb Raider does that. But when they introduce this island and they're playing with this whole is it supernatural? Is it not? This island is a, for, for hundreds of years, has been a place where ships and airplanes get trapped. And get shipwrecked. Uh, and one of the things she discovers is there's there's some sort of electromagnetic phenomenon where not even airplanes can get in there. Uh, so that's why there are things like you know bombers perched on waterfalls. Is for hundreds of years ships have been getting uh, uh, stranded here. And then people, the population of this island are the people who've been stranded on this island. It's Island. Small it's a, island yeah, of. yeah, exactly, exactly, Kelly Wand. Um, I did and, like the way that bomber looked, though. I can't believe it sat there for 50 years, though. It it was that precarious. To me, it
3: looked like – no this is what I wrote in my notes. It looked like a place that that in a post-apocalyptic movie or an alien world movie that Lawrence Fishburne would live in or Forrest Whitaker would live in. Well and when she went in there I thought she was gonna find like a dude living in there who's like I'm crazy. Wait, why a but black I have guy? a prophecy. Why specifically because, a black Because guy? I know because I know I think it was the I think it was the um Predators movie. Yeah. Where where they wound up in like an old spaceship and forced yep. for yeah, 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 yeah. somebody or one of them was living It was in there. it was Larry
2: Fishburne. It was Larry Fishburne was, okay. who was the, the crazy guy in Predators. And Dingus, you'll be glad to know that bomber is straight out of the video game. There's oh. a set piece with a wrecked bomber, and where she first gets wounded with a little wound in her side, she has to go into the bomber to recover. That's sort of a gameplay beat where you finally get there, oh. and it saves your game, and you're safe when she finds shelter in a med kit, I think, in the bomber. Um, but yeah, it's a great visual. I do love the look of that. There's also a uh, – oh, no. You know what? I am thinking of an Uncharted game. Kelly Wan, do you know the Uncharted game where they find the Nazi submarine out in the jungle? Vaguely. Ooh. I yeah, like that's, that. that's, that's a great visual, too. And Dingus, you're talking yeah. about the ship in the desert in Sahara. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking that was a Tomb Raider game, but it wasn't. It was an Uncharted game. Uh, totally different. Well,
3: they, they reached for humor in that one moment where, she, where the plane, after the wing cracks and falls off, and then, then the plane starts to go over, she turns back and goes, really? But oh, right, right. She right. can't
2: carry humor. Yeah. She yeah. has no sense of humor. Can I tell you, I would have preferred in this role— and I can't imagine oh, good. How I'm about I to can't say wait this. to hear this. Good. I would have preferred Cara del Vigne. Wow. Uh, yeah, yep. I kind of see what you're saying. From the uh She's 2000... pretty fun in Valerian. That yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that Cara del right? not the filthy voodoo cavewoman from Suicide right. Squad. Uh yeah. I mean, I, just, I was just thinking of how low would I go? <laughs> like as far as not liking <laughs> Alicia Bacander and I, I would take a Cara del Vigne after her
1: in. in <laughs> In Vicander, in Valerian,
2: yeah. She does also In a in the Citoxa genre, the chicks in tight outfits kicking some ass. I just want to bring up again, and I know I've mentioned it once on this podcast before. Uh, there's a there's a dumb movie about uh, dragons in, in under in deep caverns called Brain The Cave. Oh. Nope. Oh, very well, good. No. Th- uh, the cave, and uh, it's, it's people, they, they have to uh, scuba dive into a cave, and it's, it's got these made-for-TV production values and crappy CG. But – and it's also got – I didn't remember this because I didn't know it was her when I'd seen it. This must have been over 10 years ago. Uh, Lena Headey is one of the chicks in there. Oh, uh, But but more importantly, in the cave, and oh my god, this scene. Oh my god, this scene. It is it is like Cetoxa – Porn almost Piper Prabo plays oh. one of the cave women, and this is this is <laughs> let me I'm tell sad. you this scene is sexier than anything in coyote ugly. Let me tell you she, at a certain point has to scale a steep wall to try to rescue them and she is in super skin tight, like short shorts. I mean, it's it's mountain climbing gear. She's not a busty woman, so she's but she's super toned and thin. And as she's climbing up the cave, the director, who's never done any other movie, he's like he's, she, he's making sure she's covered in sweat. Uh, and when she gets up there, I mean, it is so freaking hot. And she has to do this really cool trick to try to get away, but the stupid movie decides to kill her anyway. At this point, but. There's an incredibly hot uh, Piper Prabo ca- uh, mountain climbing sequence in the cave that I, you know I would love to see. I mean, it's, it, there's way too much sexuality on display for it to be what Tomb Raider was has been trying to go for. But uh, try to take far as- the sex out. Yeah, yeah, you cannot take the sex out of Piper Parabo straining up a cliff, no. sweating in wow. super tight clothes. And the thing is that the t- she's got the tight outfit on, but she's also adorned in a whole bunch of, like, mountain climber gear. It's not, like, just just sexual fantasy stuff. It's, like, sexual outdoorsman mountain climber fantasy stuff. Like, realistic. Uh, Plus, she's inherently cute. She's like,
1: oh, it's Piper Parabo. Yeah, yeah, she Rich really taunts. is. little yeah. rascal.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, so this I you know you can kind of, t- you touched on this before, sorry. But, I mean piper I guess paraba? you know you can you can take the, the sex out of piper paraba, but you can't take the piper paraba out of sex or whatever. Um
2: <laughs> that's what well, I'm very confused by that, but okay. Yeah. yeah.
3: Don't worry. <laughs> Diagram the sentence, it'll work. I have um, no idea
1: where this is going, Dingus I'm excited.
3: I think Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones is a pretty sexy dude. Sure, and yeah. Of course. And he exudes sexuality. I mean, he and the, he but the, the movie paints him in that way. What would you say? He
1: he. Uh, there was a, the scene where he. Uh, I think I have already said this, but the scene where he throws his gun in the briefcase. He's wearing a bathrobe when the guy comes yeah. to visit him at Raiders. That was originally a longer scene where he's having sex with the chick from his class who wrote on her eyelids because oh, they wanted really? to set him up as. Yeah, he's a player and so they cut her out of that scene but that's why he's in his robe initially is there was they shot a scene where he's fucking
2: her because he just well in in the man. in the one where they do the mining car chase is that te- in temple of doom there's a super like it, it's super yeah. conspicuous how his sleeves get ripped off so you can see his biceps i mean yeah. they play up the beefcake and i have no problem with that i have no problem with that because that's and when he, you know adventures you know. adventures can involve sexuality can involve and wait, sexually well, women horny too why can't they get horny? Right. Well, not, well not so, just not just horny but just a, like i have no problem i don't want to fuck harrison ford but i love seeing how sexy the guy I is i like looking at his bicep i'm happy you know if they want to bring out his chest cool he's got a decent looking chest Sexuality—it sex- doesn't, yeah. it doesn't but, have to pander. It can be—it can be an effective part of an adventure. Uh. It,
3: yeah, I like how she's attracted to him. Uh, Kay Capshaw is, and, they and all I also good. like that weird sort of thing that she does with the statue, where she's like, "I'm going to push on the breasts of the statue." My tits it's, are over here, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So th- this movie doesn't have any of that. No. But at the beginning, is there any sort of lesbian vibe for you there with those what?
2: three characters? It's Tomb Raider? Yeah, I wish. Not really. I, I really do think Dingus that what they're doing is a is a brief nod towards her friend Sophie in the games. I'm guessing. Oh, okay. Well, I wouldn't um, have no idea about that. All right. Fine. Yeah, but but, right. but no. I I I part of my problem with Alicia Vikander is I just think she's just as an actress pretty flat and and vapid. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. I just uh, I don't think she knows. And, and she works would, for, Kelly one, yeah. you said you've seen her in two other movies, but you've seen her in three, and I'm curious which one you're forgetting. What are the two other movies you've seen her in? The Light Between
1: Oceans, where she just moans, and uh, Ex-Machina,
2: which kind of plays to her yeah. strengths. So you're forgetting, like you're forgetting because she was fun in this, because she's vapid and flirty. She does mm-hmm. that fine. Right. Man, right. From right. Man, Man from Uncle. Man from Uncle. Uncle. Oh, I kind of liked her in that. Though. Yeah, I did, too, because it, 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 it plays to her being vapid and flirty, and she works and she's fine goofy. doing that. She's a weird character. And she's right? goofy. You know what? It's t- it's like, like some... you talking about her having fun with her bicycle. It's the same yeah. in Man Man from U.N.C.L.E. Is she's just having fun, hanging out and goofing around with this good-looking army Hammer guy. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah.
2: I think I like to see her happy
1: because I, I... – feel like we make fun of her all the time and so if she's enjoying herself <laughs> takes the edge off it makes me feel less mean like she's fine she's, 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 she's not worried about what I think
3: I love that you brought up the word flirty because the, there is a line in in this movie and I don't I, I don't know if she says it or who says it but it's I'm not flirting I'm just naturally charismatic.
2: Nick Frost. Yeah, that's Nick Frost. Yeah, Uh, yeah, oh, oh, it's
3: the flirting thing in the pawn shop.
2: Uh, Speaking of a line in this movie, would you guys like to play good writing, bad writing? Yes, do this. I always love the scale. We haven't done this in a while, so uh, I just have to read the disclaimer real quick. Good writing, bad writing is not to be used in any fiduciary financial, academic, or medical capacity. It's strictly a subjective enterprise based on the perspective of one person with an advanced degree in an unrelated field, but from an accredited institution of higher learning that happens to be Ivy League. Although the findings of good writing, bad writing are negotiable, all decisions are final, official, and binding. Okay, good writing or bad writing – Send them yourself. It <laughs> you makes me laugh. I kind of like it. I don't even Do you know, need- know what that is. Ah, because it's it, so it's it's her tagline with which she dispatches Walton Goggins because he has just said, when Ugh. you see your dad, send him my regards. And then she sticks the thing in his mouth and says, send them yourself. Oh, send
3: them your. OK. Uh, I, I was, good
2: writing. Okay. Kelly wants well, his I
3: think good that's writing, terrible. Because oh, it, part part of that is colored by the fact that I read Nick D's uh, email and he's like, why Why is she moving herself between him and the chasm when she just could have kicked him in there to begin with?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know where he's it. eventually going. It did seem a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I know
1: why Tom's going to say it's bad writing is because he's dying, so he wouldn't be sending them. He, like he's there in person, so you wouldn't mail your regards. No, it when just. You're actually- in person. No,
3: be she's just okay. lost her father. It's not time for a glib line.
2: That's why Dingus is right, Kelly Wand. Is it's, it, she's not the kind of character, it hasn't been established she's the kind of character who's going to have a, a one-liner when she kills someone. But she has two. She also says, you messed with the wrong family. Oh so my god, it's, <sighs> exactly. It's even worse. So yeah, so it's <sighs> bad writing, Kelly Wand. All right, let me give you guys the next one. This wasn't designed to keep people out. It was designed <laughs> to keep people in. Uh,
1: I always hate those lines because it's always the second it starts, you already know the ending. But the character acts like you're not you.
0: you know, I'm gonna blow your
1: mind. <laughs> yeah. suck it. They always act like they just tricked me. Like, yeah, we, uh, we
3: both we both sort of terrible. People, I, I I couldn't help. I I tried to stifle my laughter. It, points like that but it's also I not couldn't.
2: true even you yeah couldn't. the logistics of it make no sense like how would spike coming up from the floor how would he know that a and b how does it do one or the other like it just yeah. it just kills well, he, someone where they're standing he knows that he
3: apparently he knows that because one of the skulls that we were given a brief glimpse of what had a puncture through it so i guess he figures oh. people were trying to escape um but it doesn't make any sense given the chasm of yeah, well, it's just, I want to
1: murder that line every time I hear
2: it, though, and it's in every movie like this. <laughs> but th- what's terrible is the traps are so dumb.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <they> really <laughs> and that that disintegrating floor going on forever, that was yeah. just ridiculous, yeah. Okay, here's <laughs> another one. You guys are both right. It's bad writing. Uh, uh, well, I'm still his daughter. Now, you might need <laughs> context for this one. It's where, uh, it's where McNulty has just said, I, I can't go on i can't help you with this thing it's a bad decision uh i'm not the man i once was and she says well i'm still his daughter kelly wand good writing or bad writing i think it'd be good writing if it was the first line
1: of the movie and it was context free and she was in the kickboxing ring and she says that
2: and then the neck and then she just gets punched in the face (laughs) super hard but in the context you're saying bad writing uh bad writing yeah dingus good writing or bad writing I think it's bad
3: line reading. I don't think it's bad writing. I think that the when they figured out that she can't read a line, they should have adjusted the line to make it clearer. But I don't think it's bad writing. I think it's bad line reading.
2: Kelly Wan Dingus, once again, has trumped you. I, I love that line. I think it's a really good line. It belongs in a better movie. This whole idea that I'm not the person I once was, well, I'm still that person's daughter. That's that's a great uh, to establish, well, I don't care if that's who you are, but I still am – you know, that's I'm, the person that I remember I'm, you as, and I'm, that's who inspired me. Yeah. that's a I'm great still line. Still the daughter of an
3: idiot. That's what she's well, saying. but I'm I'm still in in ti- I'm still in time with the man who left at that point.
2: Right, right, exactly. I still
3: know that man.
2: Yeah, that was yeah. a good line, Kelly. Wong, so so. Yeah, I liked it, of at, at
3: the moment I heard it, I was like, "You read the line wrong." Right. Or, <laughs> or they should have rewritten the line, but it's it's a great concept of a line, and it would have worked coming out of another actress's mouth I
2: yeah think. cara de for instance i think
1: i don't li- i wasn't in, i didn't like the the fact that
2: the movie was about father daughter shit so anything relating to it it's yeah. like making me go <laughs> well then how about this one kelly wand <laughs> it's your decision it's your finger that's pulling this trigger i remember um, when that no. is yeah walton okay. goggins says it yep good writing or bad writing I'm going
1: to say bad writing because I thought it was a scene that just didn't make any sense because he's pulling the trigger. And also, if she'd pulled the trigger on the bow, it might have saved him. So he's – but it's not logic that would win.
3: Dingus, do you thing? concur or do you – No, I think it's terrible writing. It's it's his finger
2: pulling the trigger. Fucking. Yeah, there's, a, there's no world in which that's a sensible saying – and even if we were using it as a metaphor, she's got a bow. You don't use a bow with your finger. Yeah. With your whole hand, <laughs> like this whole idea. It's, and it's not her finger. It is his finger that will pull the trigger. She might drive his hand, so to speak. But no, that made no sense. That, uh, it's a great op- op- opening for a comeback from her saying that. Going,
0: This is a bow
2: right <laughs> exactly like yeah if, if he had been yeah if he'd known if he'd said something that was foolish and she'd called him on it but she didn't call him on that one let me give you another one from that same scene if i open that tomb i'll get back my family if you open that tomb you won't have a family <laughs> <laughs> kelly on good writing uh, or bad writing it's probably not good writing but it made me laugh <laughs> so funny writing so,
1: okay yeah so that always wins me over Dingus, if you, you open
2: a, that yeah. tomb, you won't have
1: a family. It kind of invalidates the daughter line from earlier, though, just want to say. Okay.
2: Well, no, that's said to is is that, I, isn't that uh, uh, McNulty saying that to Walton Goggins? He's saying Walton Goggins won't have a family. Yeah. Walton Goggins is saying, if I open this tomb, I'll I'll get back. I'll, I'll return to my yeah. family. And then uh, uh, McNulty says, well, if you open that tomb, you won't have a family he will they'll just be dead so it's bad writing
3: i think it's good writing stipulating the idea that this scene is absolutely unnecessary and stupid and poorly done in every way Uh, i think that that line is good i mean if you if you just put it in the microcosm of that scene it's a fine line but it's a poorly written scene
2: dingus you did great before but i i think because he will still have a family it's like kelly wanted saying they'll just be dead like when your family dies it doesn't mean you don't they weren't your family well, I uh, think that's it. It's he's. like if it's if, if you say if I open that tomb, I'll get back to my family. If you open that tomb, your family won't even be well, I can't even you know, way, I can't make good uh, right out Yeah, I can't they, do it. <laughs> your family's pulling the trigger. Well
3: that's the <laughs> that's the problem. You can't <laughs> you you fingered your family. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> and the final it's, it's one yeah, ahead. Ahead. Oh, and he Wait, does end see. up fingering his family. Look, the finger ends up Oh, see? <laughs> It hurts his ability
1: to introduce that he has a family now. Like, oh
3: wait, wait, wait no, no, that he uh, that he has a finger, and that a finger is going to kill him. See,
1: <laughs> yeah. see what
3: happens. This is uh, maybe this movie is much more brilliant than we thought.
2: All right, right that two, you- he won't have a finger. The final line in "Good Writing, Bad Writing." <laughs> this will hurt me more than it will hurt you. I've you never have- liked that. Never anyone said it. It's never do you need true. context for it? or you remember? Do you remember it in the
3: movie? I don't I'm know what he's it. doing there. Is he putting alcohol in the wound? What is he doing? I don't understand what he's doing. He's putting a bandage on the wound. Is he cauterizing? I don't know what he... He's not cauterizing it, obviously. What's he doing with that bandage? He's punishing her for coming <laughs> after him. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is... <laughs> What is standard doing? Speech. Is, is he sterilizing it? I, I don't no, I think so, you. Dingus,
2: because I think when you sterilize a wound in a movie, there's there's more of a show of it with pouring liquid on it or something. I think he's just putting – you know he's just finished giving her stitches. He's just putting a bandage over it, and presumably it's sore, I guess, and so she reacts to it. But it, if there's this idea that there was alcohol on the pad, I don't think there's any – no, there's, there's, no PG, there's nothing in the movie that makes you think that. And the the, the wound management in this movie very PG-13, oh, Kelly. Horrible. Yeah. 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 Right. So the reason that I, I noticed that is, you know, when a parent says this will hurt me more than it will hurt you, you say that before punishment, not punishment. Not, yeah. not before right. treatment. It makes no sense uh, to say that during say that. treatment. Yeah, because it's a way that a parent assuages his his or her guilt before punishing a kid. You don't right. say – you don't say it if – like I don't say it, Kelly Wan. It would be if
3: great if an anesthesiologist said this every time. Or an <laughs> execution.
2: When you went into surgery. Exactly, exactly. Because it's also – he's treating her. He's making her better. It shouldn't hurt him. Like, right. sure, it's going to hurt her in the short run, but he's doing something that is fixing her. It's addressing her wound. It shouldn't it hurt works. him. Just because and, – and by the way, it shouldn't, he shouldn't save that for when he's going to put a bandage on it. He should lead with that when he's going to start giving her stitches to an unanesthetized area. Or when uh, he stabs her again. But maybe actually, it, the line he works, he works if he doesn't it, like her. The
3: inverse of <laughs> – to uh, reverse the line would make more sense. This will yeah. hurt you more than it hurts me.
2: Exactly, and it would maybe yeah. introduce a little levity, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we might yeah. Sort of think, hey, that guy's a likable fella. He's cracking jokes to make his daughter feel better. But nope
1: and he sticks
3: a cigarette on her so I guess we all agree on that I I just thought it was like he he had something on that cloth that was going to give her great pain but it doesn't make any sense
2: she was told that, or she decided to react that way. dingus you're absolutely right she decided to act as if this is the scene where alcohol gets poured on the wound and he's just putting a bandage on it
3: if they would have reversed the line and had her giggle a little bit even in her pain like do some sort of painful laugh well, I that that you should been, you should
2: have written Tomb Raider.
3: Yeah, all I, th- I all I think about is that weird like separating wound that like that is that's healing on uh, Indiana Jones's father when uh, on Henry's uh, on the gunshot wound when they pour the water over it. Ew, it, it looks like remember, hydrogen yeah. peroxide being poured on a wound. Yeah,
2: the crawl water. Okay, that sounds like R rated.
3: Uh, wound management well well i was I, you know i i started thinking about um you know the last the last crusade isn't over early on in this movie but it's, it's dad. i really i really it's like the last crusade well it's the it's the dad it's the grail and and he delivers the grail and he's like well, you brought it here i should have mailed it to the mox brothers you know it, it's uh, that whole like i've delivered the diary that i shouldn't have delivered to the exact person i shouldn't have delivered it to now we have to get it back and fix everything that i just did wrong just because i was trying to find you dad right yeah so i started thinking about that early on but then i i realized that this movie doesn't doesn't belong in that same breath so that's why i chose Sahara. Yeah.
1: What's dad's traits in this movie what are dominic west's characterization english folks good (laughs) Correct. That's all and, I got. And, and he,
3: he hurts you more than he does me. <laughs> um, apparently, you guys all think he's McNulty, including Marketson, who says McNulty.
0: I saw,
1: I saw him in Centurion, though, recently. And it made me
3: well, he was in 300. That's what I know him from. Right. Hey, he's good in the uh, Gladiator stuff and McNutty.
1: Tom only saw one of the He's fire. good in
2: Gladiator stuff yeah <laughs> he's got a gladiatorial face but isn't he a senator in 300
1: like a, a douchebag senator. yeah
3: he's a senator he's in a in and, ra- and sort of a raper
1: it wouldn't yeah he's a raper it wouldn't <laughs> have made sense for him to not go on the journey in 300 like didn't they just send take all the older dudes in 300 they're supposed to but they all look they all have wax chests.
2: Yeah, I don't. These all seem pretty fit for going to fight Persians to me. That's
1: what it. That's why I didn't like Three
2: Hundred because the whole premise is, oh, it's the older dudes. It's like it's an even more. It's like the old grizzled. Mm-hmm. Guy. Kelly, one, I think Zack Snyder knows more about history than you do. He is a visionary. <laughs> <laughs> a- um, so w- one more quick question
3: before we wrap this thing up, uh, and this is something that Marcus X asks that I thought about as well. Um, there's this thing about the passports of her dad was. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's right.
2: like a spy. Yeah, like he's he's disingenuously getting himself into different countries apparently.
3: He's well, yeah, and, the, and that's his question with with you know the fake answer. passports. Was her dad into shady dealings as well? I mean, what what was all what was that?
2: That was weird. You're right,
3: Ding. It's yeah, just like he was a well, Chris Chris brought that up, yeah.
2: Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The implication did seem to be like there was some sort of espionage going on, or maybe like trafficking stolen artifacts, or who knows. That was dope. a lot.
1: It's not like we're gonna go. Oh my God, the dad's got fake passports. Oh, that changes the sweat. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm always
3: gonna, looking at names in movies because I'm thinking about the name gag I'm going to do at the beginning of the, of the thing. So when, when they page through passports, I, I always look at the names and I think about – because like, there was one – like there was test. like a clearly Asian name and he just <laughs>
2: – <laughs> Was one yeah. of the names in there dingus McLovin?
3: See.
1: That's
2: R-rated. As well it should be, because they they give cute little Martha Isaacs uh, liquor. You can't do that in a PG-13 movie, Kelly Wong.
1: Okay, like, there's no gun violence in other countries, but they get to see Tomb Raider 2. You know what I mean? So it's like... Wait, what?
3: (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean?
1: Well, if Tom's saying there shouldn't be guns in movies because of...
3: No, but they get, they get to watch Hard Boiled and whatnot.
2: There shouldn't, there shouldn't be guns in movies, Kelly Wand, that appeal to children. They, they, not that there shouldn't be guns. The guns shouldn't be romanticized. The gunplay so, shouldn't be romanticized.
3: So I don't know this, and I'm asking this in earnest. Are the Tomb Raider video games for children?
2: No, 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 no. That's, that's what I was saying before about the but early all ones. all movies are. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the, the early games were super into sexualizing her and making her super busty and always oh, okay. short. I, that. I, I remember – I don't know. Like Yeah, they knew what they were doing. It's not that she was just a hot chick, Kelly. Well, the whole idea is the what if we for so what, crude. They were crude, but the whole idea is what if we made a Raiders of the Lost Art game with a super hot chick to appeal to young men. It's
1: like the one time where they actually exploited oh, okay. the idea
2: like, Oh, you're looking at someone from behind for the right. entire game. Absolutely. Absolutely and a and a lot of Japanese developers, by the way, a lot of Japanese game development is way more upfront with this crass sexualization of its characters. I uh, mean, awesome for, for a Japanese audience, sure. And if you're an adult who wants that to be part of the entertainment, you're not going to generally get it in American games. Uh, sure, faithfully. absolutely. If you if you want that sort of thing, Japanese games still do it a lot. But uh, uh, at any rate, the the uh, the. The, the sexualization stuff fell out of the reboot. Uh, Dingus, were you asking about guns? Yes. I forgot what you were asking. <laughs> no. <What'd> you say? <laughs> were you asking about guns? I forgot what you were asking about.
3: Uh, I was asking about guns basically because uh, you're, one of your objections in um, – or not objections, but your endorsement of the idea that it's okay for her not to be carrying guns and this is PG-13 and uh, based on what is going on in current culture – Uh, And I was just feathering off of what uh, Kelly was talking about as far as Asian cinema is concerned and and Asian – and maybe the fact that in in other cultures – they are more strict with their gun laws, and yet in their movies, there's a great deal of gunplay.
2: Right, this and not just more not just more strict with their gun laws, dingus. I think it's more of a cultural issue uh, in, in in the United States, and we have partly the NRA to thank for this, and partly the they have had no compunction about marshaling things like like celebrities like Charlton Heston, like movies storytelling. Uh, there's a, there's a problem in this country that doesn't exist in other countries with the romantic. With romanticizing guns, uh. Uh, and I think that part of our what we have to do as a country is be very careful how we present gunplay to children in entertainment. That's and therefore, team. if we have an adaptation of like a vid- you know video games that have a lot of gunplay, Kelly, Wan, they're rated M. Anything that has a gun being pointed at someone is automatically I think a is it e, it's called like E 14 uh, plus. Well, for it, instance, it, in well, a poster, in a right. movie poster, you can't have the You can't
3: have the gun pointed directly into the frame in a movie poster.
2: Well, see that—that I would kind of think is dumb because if you're gonna, I don't think you should put creative restrictions on entertainment for adults. That's not really the issue to me. The issue is we have trained for a long time children to embrace guns as a positive thing, as a way to, as you mentioned before, solve problems. Uh, You know, I think children are prey to this. This canard that the NRA has been passing for a long time—that guns prevent crime more than they that's, cause yeah. crime. Uh, see, that's so why I think, we is, I think something we like a, country, a movie
3: poster. I mean, why do, why would you draw the line there? Because you know, my kid or whatever kid is going to see a, bil- a billboard or a bus or uh, a bus stop or a movie poster that shows uh, the hero of the movie pointing oh, the gun okay. directly you know out.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. If if they want to, yeah, fair enough. If they want to be careful about issues where. Uh, Children would be exposed to advertising stuff. I, I, I'm okay with that. But my, I'm, okay. my more point is that if you, if, if you want to have gun violence in movies, go for it. It's fine. But make sure that there's some sort of disclaimer or notice oh, that, okay. hey, That's this is going to glamorize gun violence. So, therefore, if you have a child who's under 17, you need to bring that child to this movie because you need to clear the child being there. Uh, right. That's fine. I, I love but, that.
1: Tom. Yes. Here's the thing. Yes. I, I don't disagree with what you said, but it's like if by taking the guns out of the movies and punishing me for it, you're right. kind of letting the
2: terrorists win. Kelly like Juan, the NRA is see. getting their way. Kelly one, you can watch R rated Eli Roth movies called Death Wish all you want. You are not being punished. This is they're hardly still, a punishment. Yet. Yeah, there's still R rated. No, no, Kelly Wan, there's still R rated. You can still see Free Fire. Free Fire had no problem getting made in the U.S., getting distributed in the U.S. It had no problem. It's just that it had to deal with getting an R rating. But, but, but I didn't get, get to. Free, Free Fire. Fire's never come around. I have to, Most movies are like this. So ninety percent of the time, um, I have to like. I have to be popular entertainment. A, a so it, yes, popular entertainment is affected. You're absolutely. And by the right. way, which, is, which is how it should be.
1: I've learned are equating- for like
2: 10 years, and I'm an adult for 70
1: years, so for one-eighth of my life, <laughs> movies are made for me. And then the, the other seven-eighths, I have to take a backseat to some fucking kids? Fuck that shit.
3: I think you're equating restriction and punishment. I think those are two different things. <laughs> it's
2: difference. It's artistic. Kelly Wan, would you, would you, be, okay, I, well, would you be okay in the Avengers if uh, – isn't there some Avenger who would use guns in the comic books? Punisher. Yeah. Is Punisher yeah. one of the Avengers? No. No, no, but it oh. would be
1: funny. Because would be – it's more like Wolverine in the X-Men because, like, in the comics, well, like, a guy left the X-Men because
3: Wolverine. The one more. who really uses guns most would be Black Widow.
2: Yeah. A spy, right, so right. In a like, black, that's, and I wonder if that's one of the problematic things with the Black Widow movie is we're going to have a movie with Scarlett Johansson just shooting the heck out of people how do we do that with a PG-13 movie? And I, I'm sure that that's one of the conversations that that goes on when they talk about a Black Widow movie. The Instead,
3: they, they would just have to have her do, like, um, she's what? just going to use shock bracelets for the whole time. Right? That's what it's <laughs> devolved into.
2: That's what she has, it has in certain video games, absolutely. yeah. your yeah. woman uses a rope. Because <laughs> and, <laughs> and an we don't have a problem with glamorizing rope in this country, Kelly Wand. We should, though, because lynching's are still happening so uh, i don't not last i checked you, i might be missing something did you got did we mention the absurdity of keeping rope in the kitchen in the death, death witch movie I just I
3: loved the idea of like I can't find the rope.
2: Yeah, where's the rope at, girl? The it's the line. The yeah, guy's looking, looking in, around the kitchen.
3: He's looking in the knife drawer and yeah. a, there, the forks are over here. Why? Why isn't there rope in this drawer?
1: Right. It would have been funny if it was in a noose when she opened the drawer. Have <laughs> this ready at all times.
3: All right. Well, you guys,
1: what
2: should we watch next week? It's An anarchist cookbook. She was looking at it. what? Oh, what yeah, should right. We have, should we watch
1: Raffles? Well, next week, uh, something really exciting comes out in theaters. No, it doesn't.
2: Oh, nope. yeah. You, you think Pacific Rim 2 is something really exciting? Oh, oh that's what I meant. Come, comes out. <laughs> Sorry, I misspoke. No, next week we're going to do 12 Monkeys, sure. which won uh, the, the fundraiser for this year. So I know you guys have seen 12, Mon- 12 Monkeys, but when's the last time that you saw it? You should go back – and not, not you two jokers, I'm talking to the listeners – You guys listening should uh, go watch 12 Monkeys at some point in the next week. Send us a couple of thoughts about it. What do you like about it? What's something new that you've noticed about it? Do you maybe (laughs) not like it? How do you feel about Academy Award nominee Brad Pitt in his performance as a crazy man in 12 Monkeys? Send your thoughts to 3x3 (laughs) at quarter dot com. We'd love to know what you think. We'd love to incorporate – Incorporate your comments on the podcast. Uh, and then also, if you can think of any cool audition scenes in movies, send those in a separate email to 3x3 at quarterto3.com. And then we'll include those in our 3x3 three three episode, which will be on April 1st. Make sure to send in your 3x3 three three picks by um, March 31st, midnight. And if you see 12 monkeys, send us your comments by March 25th at midnight and we'll include him on the air so join us for that you guys thank you so much for listening to us today we'll talk to you next week i am tom chick i have been here with christian maronski yeah it's christian maronski said the exact same thing i just said and also with kelly wand uh body switch movie jaws
1: the shark and mr limpa
2: Lost in the forest like a cup with no other i Actually was where I wanted. But right after Benamus had fought the chemical set, look for the hole in the face. So if you can eat the man, that's just you can use your,
1: your life. Body switch movie Elephant Man and Sherlock Holmes.
3: I'd prefer that we be more capable and prepared then lucky observation reflection faith and determination in this way we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us all right and we have what eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to origai six is that a question yes sir? walter that's a question that is correct
1: body switch movie lindsey lohan and jodie foster you're worth ten of me oh baby